everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. The Chad was great. Hey, LaToya. And we are joined by returning Rachel Taylor specialist, Nate Levy. What's up, Nate? Rachel Taylor, quick queen of my heart. <laughs> Woo! So we watched the, uh, I mean, iconic bad uh tv show charlie's uh, angels <laughs> no need for lee bad in that just iconic okay just iconic uh charlie's angels it was the reboot in 2011 not the uh, original like 70s tv show i think it was uh it's so season one of only one season episode eight they're not saints guys they're not saints. they're angels <laughs> yeah. they're angels <laughs> uh, also important to point out that this is the only episode that was produced but never actually aired yeah is it really? They burned yeah. off, like, uh, 5 through 7, wow. and they just did not air 8, unless you're, like, uh, in Europe, you can see it. So not only not only are we back-to-back with the 2011 pilot season from our Poe episode, we're also back-to-back with This Never Made It to Television, <laughs> which is depressing, but also, I mean, it gives us so much more power, guys. I'm really proud of the fact that we got to share this with you. So we're going to do our best to go through bit by bit. I mean, this is probably if it had aired on American TV, maybe they would have, like, changed their minds and renewed the show. Because bless yeah. this episode, guys. Yeah, bless this, this episode. Bonkers, capital B bonkers, and it's I think I think primarily a kind of um, quip based TV show. <laughs> so a lot of what we're going to talk about is the dialogue. I think there's not quite there's a plot stuff. The plot is, is there, garbage. There's but it's there like, is a plot. I don't like it's it. Pretty much just like a one. You could do two sentences and you'd have the entire plot I mean, of the episode. I enjoy the whole amnesiac thing. I hate. Oh, I always dig. That. I hate everything about yeah. like the details surrounding it. Oh, I've got I hate so the many case. problems. Oh yeah. Well, okay. this is. I guess it's probably also a problem I have with this trope at large because I cannot handle when people act like amnesiacs are a children, b easy to fall in love with. Don't forget muscle memory. Worth, yeah, worth bringing home with you. Like straight up worth bringing home with a stranger. She to adopts your home. him like a puppy. Well. It's disturbing. I mean, I guess she has to adopt him, considering all those like those useless teens who didn't realize, hey, maybe we should call nine one one. Let's just get right into it. Okay, I can't. Ladies on jet skis and wave them down. Okay, maybe they'll okay. be wearing the episode, denim Daisy Dukes and a halter. The top. episode. <laughs> the episode begins. I mean, like literally cuts into an episode of television, starting with a hot music it's version hot music, or whatever. The lyrics are like "Girls Are Forever," which I had to write down. Yeah, but it's like got that like kind of like like moody music where I feel like a lot of people are standing around sipping champagne at a club or something <laughs> like it's very like hip like miami music and they're all just zooming around on jet skis to pop music and i'm like well this is a show called charlie's angels how should it start besides this <laughs> but um i love when the the jet ski montage of them like having fun just girls on jet skis because like that's they're like literally supposed to be like hired guns and they also just like take like hours to just hop on jet skis for a bit <laughs> but um at some point they are like kind of going towards an island and the jet ski montage takes a turn in quotation marks and they become kind of like a moody jet ski sequence and I was like the fact that it transitions from upbeat pop music on jet skis to literally like serious situation on jet skis is some Baywatch level nonsense like it felt it felt like so it fantastic right, in a way yeah it started off perfectly it was like Miami Vice, Miami Vice beats like Baywatch Nights, and it's like the best thing I could have asked for. And I honestly was so dead set to like the show, even though it gets more more infuriating. That alone is like, oh, you committed to the bit in a sense that like not a lot of shows even bother to try because this could have been a lot more generic a show, like a kind of a procedural. Could it have? Like, it, 
I mean, it kind of could. The old school one, I think, was supposed to be pretty procedural, right? It was much more, like, almost like a... Um, I mean, it, it, it is a procedural kind of show, but they definitely... This one leaned into the camp in a way that yeah. it just didn't connect with viewers because viewers are dumb. But Well, that's why... I mean, before we get too far into it, that's why I think we can all say that the modern American classic uh, movie reboot of the show, starring Drew Barrymore, who's EP on this... Uh, Lucy Liu and uh, uh, Jesus Christ, Are you Cameron a Diaz. I had a stroke because I don't like Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah, no. Ca- Cameron Diaz in her one great role um, is phenomenal, and Bill Murray obviously, and, uh, amongst other people. But like that, did you just ignore is... Lucy Liu? No, no she mentioned Lucy Liu. She just didn't <laughs> praise Lucy Liu second. for some reason. I thought that went without saying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Queen and uh, goddess that is Lucy Liu. Um, they're all fantastic in a way because that movie, even though you can try and claim like it's kind of a simple plot or something, even though I don't think it is, it's so campy and so committed to the idea that this is a ridiculous situation. Like I don't think the second one's as good, but it certainly shows that like they had the ability of making a good version of this, but they just didn't really stick as close to the movie. I don't know if that was because they didn't want to do the exact same thing as the movie. That this is before reboots became so like completely like formulaic that they could just basically be a rehash of the movie. Hence, Rush Hour on CBS. <laughs> oh, Rush Hour. <laughs> but like this is to me, it's almost like well, if it had been closer to the movie, I probably would have been more on board. It, it gets the, to that point at times, but I do think there's huge elements that are too far removed from the movie and, I guess, the TV show yeah. uh, by proxy that I don't enjoy it. Like, we'll get in... I think Rachel Taylor's the implied... only one who seems she could have been in the movie. Right, yeah. exactly. And I, I think that the problem partly is that, like, they changed the characters to be a little more serious. But what's so great about the original movie is it's not really... Like, you kind of get the hint that they're, like, got... They had, like, bad records, like, they were kind of troublesome kids or something. Even though Lucy Liu's character I don't think is really a troublemaker at all in that movie. But... I mean, they're assassins in that (laughs) sense, but otherwise, like, the troublemaker element is really just channeled through Drew Barrymore's character. But in this, I feel like they're all supposed to be, like, bad seeds, or having Mm -hmm. this great Charlie guy, like, get them back on track. And, like, starting off with the fact that we get further into it, we find out, like, one of them was a a dirty cop. Like, I don't find that compelling. I don't want to watch, this isn't The Shield or or anything, (laughs) like, I don't know what I'm watching a dirty cop for and trying to root for them. It was tough. I'm like, I don't like Do you that. buy that she was a dirty cop? Do you buy no! that Mika Kelly is like, what was it? Uh, oh, car Kelly thief. was a, a thief, I want to say. Uh, like she's a street says a racer. Yeah. Because Rachel Taylor's the thief, which is the only thing that she oh, makes sense. She says well, a thief at some point, too, or a criminal yeah. or something. And I'm just like, I would not buy Minka Kelly as a criminal if you put a gun to my head and it was Minka Kelly holding yes. a gun. Minka Kelly is Eve French, which, not a name, a street <laughs> racer. Eve, like, Eve French is ridiculous. <laughs> Like, I mean, they all have pretty name ridiculous this? names. Any Alonzo's character's name is Kate Prince. Because of course it is. Kate Prince, Jesus Christ. But so, anyway, so we'll get back to the jet ski montage. I just wanted to get into <laughs> it by saying, when we, which I love is that's a great sentence. I just, I feel like it's important to note that because this sounds better than it is at times. Like, it, the concepts are there, but I think with better, like, if everyone was cast the way Rachel, Rachel Taylor was cast, it would have been a much better show. But it, it, it did not. She is basically, like, the, the actual stepchild of the movie, which I think is the better version of what the show attempted to be. Mm-hmm. But so, they're mood- like literally moodily like zooming around on jet skis because it's like, oh, something serious has happened. And they're trying to get close to this random group of people who are waving down help. This scene, I mean, I could spend 20 minutes on this scene alone. <laughs> I'm not going to, but I... Uh, I 
I can spend 20 minutes on all of the scenes. I, so I want to spend I, 20 minutes in every one of Rachel Taylor's quips. Yes. So this is what's so infuriating about the scene. From the beginning, they have a bunch of, I guess it's supposed to be like teenagers, but they don't look like teenagers. Like I, yeah, I think adults. they're supposed to be teenagers, but they're still dumb as fuck. They're adults. I, I, anyone over the age of like 18 should know better, but they're clearly at least 16, and that's still close enough to know better. But so they're all standing around, just standing around, as this person has allegedly, according to them, drifted onto shore... Like, washed up. And, like, I guess dead? he makes a solid seven feet and on the other side of a log <laughs> in from shore. So they must have dragged him some of the way, correct? Like, he doesn't just wash on shore like I guess. that. So, question, how... Like, I, Minka Kelly gives him CPR and he, like, coughs up water. How long was he unconscious with... Right! <laughs> Couldn't they all... I was like, should he stop what he's before doing? Before Minka Kelly resurrected him to life with her secretness. Two two things happen there. One, I'm like, he's obviously dead, right? Like, this is what... Oh, wait, she's giving him CPR? What, why is no one else giving him... Why did they just wait? How long was he sitting why there? Why did they call 911? And oh the one has to do it because the, st- the children are so stupid. But why would they not even be attempting to do CPR? They should have been saying, we're trying CPR, nothing's working, help us. They're just standing around holding, like, red cups or something, just like, whoa, someone help. Also, like, why is your instinct to flag down help? instead of trying to do something yourself. Like, you could have spent 20 minutes trying... And also, how do you know that these people on jet skis happen to be great at CPR? Yeah. They're just how- random people listening to cool pop music. on jet skis to be good at anything. <laughs> exactly! It's like the middle of a day during the week. Most people hanging out on jet skis in Miami Beach, I was assuming it's Miami Beach, or somewhere in that area, in the middle of a day on a weekday, are probably not going to be able to, like, pull over and then just perform CPR, life-saving, and then generally get a guy to come back to life. He must have been there at least 20 minutes. It's insane. So, he should have he should have woken up. That and episode decided, has just started, you guys. Yes, and he, he should have woken up and just sued all of those children. <laughs> I don't know what you can do, but I feel like that's probably illegal to let someone basically drown in front of you. Isn't what? there a law against that? I mean, I know it's a doctor. I mean, is it, would thing, it be manslaughter? I think it is. It, it, would, it would be at least negligent homicide. Yeah, right? negligent I feel homicide. like, I honest uh, to God, feel like he I could also, have done a class action I want to take a minute to discuss Minka Kelly's entrance into the scene on the jet ski. Oh my God. Like, she sees them waving her down. Yes. And drives up and like sees they need help and takes a moment to take off her life vest. Like, doesn't run over, but he <laughs> takes it off and reveals this like one shoulder, black and white striped prisoner top and denim Daisy Dukes as her jet skiing outfit. <laughs> and like when the other two amazing. angels come up, they're in wetsuits. Because they're regular human beings, they're not Minka yeah. Kelly. <laughs> what the fuck was she even thinking? Like, that must be the most uncomfortable. I mean, like, what if the you're fuck gonna was go she even thinking is what I asked for every single Minka Kelly scene in this entire yeah, she's she is terrible in this episode, or in this show, I'm assuming. But who jet skis in, den- in denim. Like, that's the worst combination. You're going to be chafing for the rest of the week. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me hop on a jet ski in denim. Like, at all. I don't care if there's small Classic denim. Classic Eve French. Fucking hell. <laughs> I hate the name so much. Eve French. So upsetting. It sounds like the kind of, like, you know when you go to Kohl's and there's, like, a uh, perfume that's discounted below, like, like 50% and it had, like, the red tape little things <laughs> on the bottom? That's one of them. It's, it's like, it's like by Eve French. But oh. so, so she's, she's giving this guy CPR, Denim. appropriate of nothing. This is, just hops off and just starts giving him CPR. I'm like, she didn't even try to see if he's dead. I mean, she just assumes he's able to be saved. I guess she maybe checks for a pulse, but she just like, almost like goes 
like, mouth first onto him. <laughs> like, just jumps off and just, like, darts right over. He immediately, like, comes back to life. And all those kids are probably like, ooh, we almost let a dude die. Oh, that's how you do it. Yeah, like, basically, like, I understand not being able to successfully perform CPR, and maybe they were nervous about getting sued, but I don't think this is the era of TV that we are in currently. But, like, I could see, like, this becoming, like, a plot point of, like, someone tried to give CPR, and then they, they, they end up hurting them, and it being so funny, or something like that. That could have been its own, like, thing, where they were just trying to say, who's gonna do it, I don't want to do it, that kind of thing. But they didn't even attempt. No one was even trying to, like, help the guy, or, like, put him in the recovery position, or do something. Like, they didn't try a, a single thing. They pulled him out of the water, and started screaming for help, like a bunch of children. But so, as she clears his airway, he coughs up a whole bunch of water, almost died again. Then we have his real introduction. This is... Oh, the writing <laughs> on this, I, I don't even know what to... I don't even know. So he says... He literally says... Well, she, they're, they're, like, calling the police. Actually, you know what's really insane? Not only were those kids those completely, like, evil children. I don't know what to tell <laughs> Evil children. Not only are they not helping him by trying to perform CPR, I don't think they've even tried to call the cops, because then Rachel Taylor pulls out her phone and starts calling the cops, right? So they didn't even attempt. Like, they didn't even try anything. It was baffling. But so they're, they're, they're all, she's on her phone, she's like, uh, what's his name? And then Mink is like, what's your name? <laughs> And he's like, my name is... Dot, 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 I don't know what my name is. Like, that's an actual line, I think, right? Am I quoting that exactly? I don't know my name. That's insane! I spelled in all caps, Y-E-S. And then it's like, basically, they might as well just close to someone, like, whispering, like, amnesia. Like, that's basically the beginning of the episode. So... Apparently, whatever fall put him in the water and almost killed him beyond the children not helping him is amnesia, which I get, we don't know what exactly caused it. It just seems like he's in, you know, extreme pain. But cut to before any of that, we get that, that amazingly sharp, beautiful intro, which is the credits to, again, a completely disastrous version of Charlie's Angels. It has this, it's a standard intro though, right? It's like a version yeah. of it, but... It's got yeah, that, that, I forgot Victor Garber was Charlie. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't get there yet, but I, I love it because as soon as that happened on the on the um, they they had the standard like meeting where they're talking to Charlie, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, is that Victor Garber's voice? I mean, I recognized it the second it started, and I think all he says at the first is just like, oh yes, and I'm like, that's Victor Garber. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I recognize it, and it freaked me. I mean, okay. Uh, side note: when I went and saw a play on Broadway, uh, it turns out that. Uh, Victor Garber had actually also seen the same uh, play, and while we were staged during afterwards, he walked past me and uh, a couple friends, and my back was turned to him, and my friend was staring straight at us, and he, like, basically tried to cut around us to go backstage, which is completely fine. Victor Garber, you live your life, you do what you want. And he touched our backs, which sounds, like, really creepy and, like, fanish, <laughs> but I say this in the sense where he said, excuse me, excuse me, and it's like... On some instinctual level, I knew it was him. Like, I swear to God, it was a total stranger in the middle of Manhattan. And I was like, why do I recognize that voice? <laughs> so I was like, this is the exact same thing. I think he said two words. I was like, Victor Garber, oh my God. And it was amazing. And that is, to me alone, the reason why this show deserved to go to air. Is I want Charles Townsend, voiced by Victor Garber, in my life. And I wish we had more of it, to be honest. Because I would listen to that all day long. Like, picture Victor Garber saying, like, hello, angels. Like, it's <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. But that part of it alone, 
Um, but yeah, so he, he, it, we intro, we see everybody doing their, more. I think there's even more jet skis in the intro, which is just <laughs> mind-numbing. But, um, they're just, like, zooming around, doing their business. They, well, I think we kind of already knew the plot to this, if you have ever seen a version of Charlie's Angels, of which there are many. But it's three girls that are, I guess you'd call them, like, hired guns slash assassins, but not really. I don't know. They, like, they're private assassins. investigators. Yeah, they're, they're private investigators now, but, but they like, do they went stuff, up through a bumpy path to get to private investigation. Yeah. Yes, for sure. It, it seems, it, the, the one thing, I love Charles Angels because it's, it is great and, and truly well-received versions of it, like the movie, I think, go above and beyond that kind of feminist version of it. But it does some, it gets a little creepy at times, and I feel like this intro, the credit sequence, is a little bit leaning on to that, where it's like, this, this like, faceless uh, male authority saves three women from a bumpy life of crime, and I'm like, Ugh. I was like, okay, I this mean, is okay. That's already, like, eek, but, like, just in this episode alone, that that's one of the problems with hot Bosley, which is Bosley yeah. getting involved in the field at all, and he has to keep Bosley's saving Mickey Kelly's dumbass. Bosley's supposed to be like quipping it up himself back at home base. Like that's the whole. I mean, yeah, thing. I'm fine with a hot Bosley, but yeah, I mean, hey, Bosley. I don't want him to be. <laughs> I don't want him to be like competent enough to have to do all the work for the angels in the field. I'm, I'm still here. I know I'm like a 28 year old female, but I'm still here for Bill Murray. But like that aside, <laughs> like I understand the elements that are needed in a Bosley character might put him up against crime, but this, the whole joke is supposed to be he's not incompetent, but compared to the angels, he needs the angels. Like, he's not... I mean, I, I'm not as familiar with the original TV show, so I might be talking completely out of school, but I think that it just seems to me like he was almost more competent than they were at points, and it was just very, like, what, what, what are we watching? Like, this is supposed to be them ruling the world, not them... And this random psychic guy who kind of helps them fight their battles most of the time. Like, every well, they, single action. They needed a hacker type, so they had to use Bosley because you can't get a fourth angel. Why Why wouldn't the angels... I mean, Minka Kelly's stealing cars. You could make her a hacker. Like, whatever. Right? Minka, like, Minka Kelly's already having a hard enough time portraying someone who could steal cars. And you want to throw she, hacking on top of that? She's about to, like, take a bullet for this amnesiac at the end of the episode. And it's, Bosley has to save her dumbass. It's crazy. It, it is, like, one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is totally nuts. Like, I don't think that they even for a second tried to, to think this through beyond, hmm, does Minka Kelly look like she could steal cars? I don't know. We're gonna make her still car, so we'll see it with their eyes. They'll have to just whether decide whether they believe it happened or we'll not. We'll fix it in post. They exactly. cannot fix any of it in post. And I mean, I'm not anti Mika Kelly, and I like I've enjoyed her in things. She's just trash here. Like the character, Eddie, the attempts at selling the character, it's all garbage. I'm, I'm just it's bad. I think it's tough because I think she would have been better. I mean, she, she's just not. I don't know. I feel like she is capable of being that kind of. They should have like, just changed the character entirely. Girl. Like it could have still been her. They just changed the character entirely. I just the way that they're trying to act. It, it sort of came. It came across like a, like a Blake Lively character, which is not <laughs> what you're wanting in a Minka Kelly character. Like Minka Kelly is no. supposed to be. She's always supposed to be that left turn from a good girl because she's usually playing someone who looks like a deceptively good girl but has demons of her own. Fine, but like well, the street racer. It's a racer here. She's E French. Yes. I mean, to me, it's like, at, at some point, at one point, are you having us watch her, like, steal cars and race cars? And we were thinking, this just doesn't even seem like something that she'd be interested in. Not that she's not capable of it. Like, I don't think that her, her personality comes across, even, like, the way she's acting does not seem like she is tough. Like, I wouldn't say tough enough, but, like, you have a certain amount of, like, 
if you're gonna steal cars, you have to be able to, like, live that kind of life, because obviously if you steal cars, you're probably gonna have to outrun people at some That'd point. That'd be more like Ryan Atwood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, well, he got caught, so he's not that good at <laughs> it. But, but uh, I, I find this to be very, very hard to, to swallow, because just from the beginning, Bosley shows up, brings the clothes, and, like, he's, like, basically their, their, his, or his, it's his man Friday, but, like, it's the, the, the sidekick that all of them never needed, he is now, and that's what Bosley is in this. He is... I mean, he's good at what he's doing. I, I didn't dislike his acting. I just, I found that whole element of Bosley being involved kind of overkill. And really took away from the fact that they were so good at what they were doing. Yeah. Personally, I thought it was, like, annoying. But anyway, so they, um, they, they're at the hospital because, of course, they took him right to the hospital, like regular human beings as evil children did not do. <laughs> and, uh, they're, they, I guess he brought clothes for the guy. I'm like, but why would... Why would Bosley bring clothes for this guy? Shouldn't the hospital provide what? What are we watching? Don't Again? Know this hospital well, like hospitals don't have closets of outfits for people who like wash up on the shore. They must have something like something basic. Mm, they have gowns. They might. You're not have... going to send someone out in public in that. Well, they shouldn't just let him out anyway. Right. No. It's way too quickly to turn around. And he has amnesia. That's not normal. No, it's not normal at all. And also, like. Why would they like, release him into custody of three random women and this guy with a, a whole thing set of clothes? Like it, it feels really like. I mean, clearly this doctor does not care. Is oh, that my answer here? I've got questions. I have so many questions about this because she. The Miami medical system. Maura. She literally says, "This is her description of what went wrong." She says it's caused by his memory loss, which is all just up here and waves to her head. And I was like, "Is that the technical term for oh, what's wrong with him?" His memory loss is in his head, you guys. Really? But she says. It's I just... thought memory loss was kept in the kidneys. I thought it was in your foot. <laughs> she literally, like, waves her hand around her head and said, it's just all up here. A doctor says, it's just <laughs> all up here. I'm like, that is not what a doctor would say. They would say, I don't even know. I, they wouldn't even use that <laughs> sentence. Like, it was it was infuriating. And she, they're just like, okay. Like, they accept it. Like, you're a completely incompetent doctor. And she's also saying, like, well, social services is going to come and get them. Like, that's to me where social services should come and bring him a change of clothes and bring him to a place where he can get looked at. But instead, they're like, nah, let's take him home. And they're like, sure, this is legal. Cool. And then they just, like, leave the hospital. Like, what What if they well, were the people like, that killed that Mika, got him in trouble? But, like, When Minka Kelly wants to adopt a hot-grown amnesiac, <laughs> she's going to adopt a hot-grown amnesiac. She gets her amnesiac. fucking way. So... <laughs> What what troubles me here is that like on a on a besides everything <laughs> well yeah on a personal the personal level of this is I'm worried for the well being of this guy because did a cop even show up I I don't remember there being a scene with a cop which he, he obviously must have lost his memory by some kind of you know aggravated means you don't just like fall into the water and almost die. I mean, maybe well, we can could... we can talk some more about how bad the Miami PD is later in the episode oh, too yes. with the car revelations. Yes, but so but to me, I'm just troubled because why is there no oversight in these people taking him home? Why no is there no oversight? Period. period. <laughs> but why are they not? Why are they able to take him home when they could have technically caused his amnesia? Like to me, like I, I find that st that kind of stuff really scary. That the hospitals do you think? Are willing do you think Mika Kelly's that bad at CPR that she caused amnesia? I don't know, but like to yes. me, you don't know who caused this. You don't know what's really going on. You can't just release people who have that much of an. Uh, honestly, 
he's vulnerable, and to release him into the custody of people who you don't know seems malicious almost, because obviously they're trying to help him out, but what if they had been the criminals? What if the what if the guy who was behind all this, which we'll get to later, had sent his guys there to take him home, and they didn't, they just walked to the car and murdered his ass, because there would have been nothing to stop them from doing that. And really, there was not, besides the charm of Minka Kelly, there was nothing that was better for the angels doing it than them doing it. They could have done it just as simply. And in fact, they had a cop on their on their payroll, so it would have been even quicker to turn around. But I found that really like repulsive. But so anyway, they they're able to do it. No one says anything. No one acts like this is weird. They're just gonna take him home with them. Even the girls they kind of side eye each other. Not Mika Kelly, obviously she's already like hopper teacher. But like they're like, what are we doing bringing this guy home with us? And she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I want to get some guys, which is also really creepy because he's he has no memory. And I feel like that's such a trope of of memory loss. Is like. You fall in love with the person because they're innocent or something. And I'm like, that's kind of creepy, too. And I'm like, there's like a touch of like... <laughs> well, it's not she like... did give him mouth to mouth. <laughs> yes. I kind of wish he had been gay instead of like that been married nice. with kids. That would have been nice. I mean, are we sure he wasn't? Because he and Bosley had a lot of sexual tension. <laughs> oh, God, oh, my God, that scene. Fight. Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, we, we are. But I, I found this to be kind of upsetting on, on another level too because I think that's a trope of amnesia at large is that it kind of becomes like they're like not I wouldn't say childlike but they're definitely very 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 vulnerable. A dumb puppy. Yeah and it's just it's to me I'm like well it's not like fetishize the fact that he doesn't know who he is like that's how could you consent to anything he doesn't know his name like ugh. but anyway so they take him home Charles Charlie's also down for it he's like yeah this sounds great and until voiced by uh again uh screen and stage legend Victor Garber um he literally is just like uh this sounds like a good idea but be careful girls because sometimes strays bite well Victor Taylor bite. also distrusts him because he's an amnesiac with good taste which he doesn't <laughs> Trust? Uh, I, I didn't buy that Which either. But I'm yeah. sure her father pulled the whole I'm an amnesiac thing once before. So, you know, daddy issues. Oh, that is the one thing that this show, I think, got from the movie that was very uh, legitimate and probably the original show. This show is basically just called Daddy Issues. The show, or <laughs> Daddy Issues colon Charlie's Angels. Because it is like, like I mentioned before, the kind of backwards feminism that can be strangled through this if it's poorly uh, written. But this felt like an especially creepy part where everyone... Because, I mean, the thing is, I do love the, the, the concept of this when it's done well. Like, I love that movie so much. But it is a little creepy to sometimes have, like, Charlie come on the radio or whatever. The, this old intercom, white guy they've never seen. And he's just like, hello, angels. And they're like, hello, Charlie. And it's just a little, like, hi, daddy. And it's, like, really kind of creepy. <laughs> There's, like, a lot of weirdness to it. <laughs> if you say it like that. That's kind I of mean, what they're going let's be for. Real. He is also kind of their sugar daddy. Yes. He's very much their sugar daddy. Oh, yes. He is, like, the sugarest daddy of all the daddies, basically. He hits like, him up with, like, a place, give him this money, like, expunge their records. I mean, what does he want in return? I mean, Not are, just saving the world. I don't think we're wrong in getting to, I think, a very valid point of, if anything... There's, Char like, gotta be really terrible fan fiction about this. I'm there's sorry. There's gotta be very, like, there's gonna be think pieces about the fact that Charles Townsend is basically the ultimate sugar daddy. Because of everybody who else is a sugar daddy, there are some people that are maybe a little bit more sugar daddy sugar daddy <laughs> However you want to say it. But, like, he is the... Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. He, well, that's pretty close to it, too. Yeah, you're right. But, like, 
I feel like they're much closer to having sex with Charlie than they are with Teddy Morbucks and Annie. But that's just me. Uh, but, so, but so it's still, like, crazy extreme that he's willing to just, like, again, like, hand wave. Even he's willing to hand wave away the fact that this is a total stranger just walks to, waltzing into their offices like, I'm just now going to be part of the team. But they're running his print, so they're going to try and figure out more about his back um, background. Um, and this is where, of course, all the writing credits go, and that was its own level of nuts, because this was... I did not realize, and of course I realized once afterwards, that like, part of why LaToya loves this so much is it's a uh, Miller production. Oh, uh, Goff and Goff Miller? Goff Miller, okay. That, that, Miller. Would, actually, that points against it, actually. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, I, I was uh, like, oh, man. And also, like, on, a se- on a, another I side... I mean, uh, in an interview, apparently, Alfred Goff expressed a desire to avoid doing anything campy or retro... Okay, well, so I'm going to develop okay. a series for TV called Charlie's no Angels. Good idea. <laughs> but if you, I mean, I, I really welcome you to go to specifically Alfred Go, uh, Goff's um, IMDb because his Smallville credits are literally a paragraph long of just him doing characters for specific episodes. It's probably one of the craziest things that I've ever seen on IMDb. But I will include a screen cap of it. It sounds like I'm being really weirdly nitpicky, but I, I'm, I'm promising you it's bizarre how Do any of any nitpicking you want to do on Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, go ahead. Yes. There's a reason Smallville fans all celebrated when they left the show. Yes. Um, Alright, so so moving on from there, Charlie gives them their bless- his blessing, more or less, even though he warns them that Stray's bite. And they... Uh, this is... I mean, it's also the thing about this guy is it's Minka Kelly is like... I'm not just saying it like... She's, like, you know, trying to help him out. She, like, genuinely seems like she's in love with him from pretty much the get-go. Have you said, uh, the, the name that you gave him yet? Uh, <laughs> God, that made me so mad. In fact, I actually, being me, didn't know why they named him that at first until later on they make another pun using Hugo Boss. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. That's why they're calling him Hugo. They call him Hugo because he's wearing... It's, I think it's the suit he was found in. Yeah, but Was it's Hugo like... Boss. It doesn't make any it's sense. The but we also they call him Calvin. Yes, it is very. It's very much Back to the Future esque in that sense. But ugh. I mean, we also skipped over Rachel Taylor saying she sent off the safe deposit key that was found on him to her friend, who's the Wikipedia of keys, as if that's like an endorsement. Did she say that? I didn't even hear her yeah. say that. I'm like, that's horrible. horrible. What does that even mean? You mean like a locksmith? Is that it's... what you're trying to say? <laughs> I think it means that she knows what every type of key is, except it's crowdsourced and half wrong. I don't want to criticize her for making quips, because if anything, we love Rachel Taylor for it's making quips, but there is something... It was just Rachel Taylor quips. Yeah, but there is something a little bit, like, over the top when you have someone literally making jokes, almost for the entire purpose of, I want to make a joke about this. Like, it's, it's almost, like, backwards, like, we got this great joke, we call someone the, the Wikipedia of Keys... How can we do this? Well, if we give them a safety deposit, <laughs> it's like, come on! Like, at what point are we making things too complicated? It's like it's. It reminds me of like Tom Haverford's words on Parks and Rec for like calling forks food rakes. Like, it's not necessary. I don't, love it. Don't it, you go comparing Rachel Taylor and Charlie's Angels to Tom Haverford. She does not deserve that. <laughs> no, she oh. does not. But that 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 quip in particular is pretty rough. I think it's one of the lesser. You know, versions. this is this is bordering on like far too much uh, bashing of Rachel Taylor and equipping for in this for my liking. <laughs> I'm gonna need to like simmer. Oh no! Oh yes. Uh, uh, which sounded like I wish I had like a technical difficulty <laughs> sound that goes I out. wish a podcast could like fully display the Charlie's Angels transitions. Yes. I love a good Charlie's Angels transition. Uh, so so anyway, so 
they, she continues to basically fall in love with essentially a ghost. It's kind of also what he's being portrayed as because he we're getting all these like backstory bits and pieces from him. Everyone assumes he could possibly be a criminal. Every time they say he could possibly really? be a criminal, I think Kelly's like, "How dare you?" Also, like, what's I think wrong with assuming? Very trusting of And I wouldn't even say that they're like. It's not that they're trying to bend over backwards, trying to say like he's this evil guy. It's that they're like, let's just like. Pump the brakes just for a minute until we're sure I mean, who this person is. And she's like, no, Miami, he's my best friend. <laughs> you live in Miami. Every other person in a suit is a criminal there. This <laughs> my subject for Miami. I mean, my, so. my knowledge of Miami is mostly uh, a mixture of Dexter and Burn Notice. So that so only right. backs up your cause. <laughs> yes. My, my knowledge is that it's, it's the city where the heat is on all night and the beach till the break of dawn. Oh, criminal. Yes. That's a criminal act that you just wrapped that yes. right now. <laughs> Oh, uh, Ami, Ami. Uh, but so... <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> they find out that the car he was in went up a causeway, which, again, not being from Miami, I don't really know what a causeway is, but I think it's a drainage ditch, so... Bridge over, bridge over water. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bridge, bridge over, over water. water. That's a stupid... Drainage ditch! <laughs> they call that a causeway, though? That's so stupid! Oh, Jesus. All right, anyway. They're, they're, like, they're longer than bridges. It's, yeah. like, okay. it's an extended road. It's an yeah. extended road over water. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So we, they find out that a random car went off of a causeway or was last seen on a causeway, but there's no body near it. So they're, like, trying to figure out whose it could have been. And they're like, it could be Hugo's. But the cop, yeah, the cops are just like, eh, a car went off a bridge, but we didn't find a driver, eh. so whatever. Come on, guys. My, my little to to no knowledge of causeways <laughs> aside, it does not seem like a car could just, like, randomly go off there without some person doing it. Like, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's an embankment or something. It seems like if a car got like to the middle of a causeway... The car off the yeah, car it's not like the car got to the middle of the causeway and then it was just abandoned and then happened to fall off. Like, you can't... It's just not... A, it's not an easy thing to do without there being some kind of a reason for it happening. Anyway, they, they, they're just like... And, of course, Big and Kelly is still like, I don't think this is... I mean, just because the car was abandoned or whatever doesn't mean anything bad happened. I'm like, well... I mean, let's do this. Let's put the pieces together. If he was in a car accident, that's not the worst thing. Why are you, like, so against that even being true? Like, she's so against any of this being linked to him. I think she wants him to stay as innocent and creepily, like, blank a human being as possible. And it's... Well, that makes I have sense a question. because it, it, she's probably trying to find another one of her own. Transfers, <laughs> yes. I have a question. They're private investigators. Why is it so hard for them to figure out who the fuck he is? Right. Like, I understand that maybe since he, we find out later on his, his prints were wiped, which I was he's, not shocked by. He's, like, undercover, but, like, he's he's LAPD. He's not, like, he's not a fed. Right. It'd be easier for them to find out who he is, especially with Honestly, their contacts. Did they I mean, check Facebook? Yeah, I know, right? right? This is 2011. I guess maybe it's technically before Google Photo searches, but, like, there must be some kind of a tech, like, I'm assuming some kind of a technology that did, like, a proto version of that, where you could just search a database for a photo, and there's no way that if he was a cop whatever, uh, you can't get that kind of stuff off the internet, so he would have had to have had his face on the internet at some point. So he would be there somewhere. I would assume. Maybe they wiped it from all of their databases, but that, it doesn't even seem like he's Honestly, that who's hacking into the mainframe this entire episode should have been able to figure out who is Stupid. pretty quickly. So he's, he's going to try and, um, well, he, he thinks that Oh my god, they're going to go to see this car. <laughs> this is so infuriating. They're going to go see this car for themselves because they want to try and jog um, Hugo's memory. I hate calling him Hugo, but that's what they're calling him. And Hugo's like, okay, fine. Um, I'd like to see this. And Bosley offers to go too. And Minka Kelly straight up says, like, 
fucking step off. It's me and him alone. Get I the wish help. she had said those she words. She basically does. It's like, get to step so in. It's gonna be just me and him for now as a date. Like, it, it's such a weird, like, well, like line in a remember, draw. Is Bosley trying to fuck Mika Kelly in Apparently. the other episodes of the show? Clearly. According, according to the synopsis, like, it's uh, Bosley's feelings for her become apparent. I'm like, when did he have feelings for her? This was a thing, and I'm watching, like, why is this happening? That's another thing is that, uh, like Bosley being built. I always go back to the, the movie because the movie is superior. Just in general, that's so movies. fucking unprofessional anyway. Bosley should exactly to any like, of them. The point of the movie is that like that is super unprofessional for him to even make jokes about that. They give him shit for it. Like when Bosley makes jokes about them being like hot or something, they're like Bosley, shut the hell up. Like they're jo- <laughs> it's it's jokey on that sense, but to me it's like. The, the casting of Bill Murray is also double their age, I would assume. At that and point. even Bernie Mac. Yeah, and Bernie Mac as well. So it's like you're you're getting people who are not love interests necessarily for them because it's not really I don't think super kosher to do that because again it's not just that they're working together and that's and he's also kind of vaguely a supervisor again which is also like it's not only is there one random uh, white guy in charge of them there's he's like, like the two. proxy for their sugar daddy and that's already weird yeah so. so he's like it's like you needed two levels of of. I, at this point, straight straight dudes in charge of their life. Which Maybe Bosley should be gay too. Let's just. <laughs> well, again, we saw that sexual tension later well, in the episode. That's part of why I love the movie so much. Is obviously the movie is set up because Charlie and uh, Knox's father were uh, an estranged lover couple. I'm assuming because there's no way <laughs> that kind of long term. I hate you. I hate you. Let's never talk. Is not at least somewhat based on love. Like, you could say it's friendship, but it was a little too... Yeah, do you remember the movie? Yes! That's what happened. They were hugging. The picture. We find out that they're They were hugging. They were not strange, though. It was... What was it? It was Knox's uncle, who was in the same, like, battalion or whatever with Charlie, and, like, he died along with a bunch of their other guys, and he thinks that Charlie sold them out. Right, but I don't think that was... There was not an estranged lover situation (laughs) happening for years. I want it. I want it. <laughs> Don't tell me. Or stop true. reading your Charlie's Angels fanfic. And well, I'm picturing just that photo, basically, of Charlie with the dude next to him. It's just because like, we had oh. to cover his face. That's the only reason the pose it. looks like that. Yeah. I know, but it looks really intimate. I'm not wrong in that sense. That You're picture so alone. You're that picture. So I'm gonna I'll include the picture in the, the show notes. Just You're so you can see what picture. I'm saying. It's it's super intimate, but I, I don't. I, I'm reading more into it. I know that much, but I feel like a show could have been better if it had gone towards that. Then, <laughs> like, okay, forget all the other stuff. Charlie's gay. Bosley's gay. Even the girls are all gay. It would have been better. It would have been. That is a better show. That's it really so, would have been already a better show. I mean, you can argue that that besides Mick and Kelly, you, is there is there love interest for the other two girls? Maybe they were gay. There's, There's not. Mary there. Alonzo. Yeah, she had one, yeah. Isaiah Mustafa is her love interest at one point. Yeah, Ooh. but yeah. So I, I feel like it's no one for some reason. Well, then we have to make Rachel. Because Crips are her love interest. Yeah. Because daddy issues. Oh God. Um, but yeah, so so that aside, that there's like a weird like element to Bosley trying to force himself into this this like relationship now, even though they, literally they've only been hanging out for. Uh, okay, can we get the timeline on this correct? He 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 gets washed up on shore. Let's say like Monday morning, like at noon. Sure. There is no way that this all isn't going on at Monday afternoon, correct? <laughs> like I don't think that they even wait till Tuesday. Tuesday, it could be Tuesday. It's still because if he's day. in the hospital for a while, I don't think they. I think they had him in the hospital for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> I don't think that they were such shit doctors. But even if we say we give him the benefit of the doubt and he was there for two days, and it's Wednesday, it's still. She hasn't been sitting by his side the entire time, I don't think, or maybe she has, but, like, 
That's she probably has. That's still just two days of someone who doesn't even know their name. And you're in love with that person? That's nuts. That is nuts. I don't understand And what that. does she see in him? He's literally like, he has nobody. No personality. He has no well, personality. She, but... He has no personality, and he has no name, and he has no background. He doesn't remember it's any not... memory. Like, it's not like a situation yeah. where he doesn't know his name, but he well, remembers Well, she's really into things. second chances. Fuck. <sighs> <sighs> they all are. Get out really on you. They have this career. Oh, it's... oh Jesus. But yeah. Because, so... like, it's not like he has a personality and he's, like, making jokes or something, or he's showing, like, a, a, an inner depth despite the amnesia that's oh. like, oh, okay, I see why. It's infuriating. Like, there's no reason. And... There's no reason. <sighs> I, kind of, when they get to the scene where they actually do go to see the car, it gets even worse, but we'll get right oh, to that God. in a second. This trash scene. Oh, that scene, that scene was. But I, think, so, yeah, I think we're at that scene, right? Uh, we're just about there, but the inst- we get first the Quip Central with the uh, safety deposit box key and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I I understand they're trying to just, like, it's kind of a boring plot line, so they're just trying to, like, load it with humor, but it, it comes across, like, why did this even... I mean, we know why. It's because we wanted more Quips from Rachel Taylor, and I'll, I love that part of it. But we didn't even need to know this. They could have told this, like, in passing, like, 15 minutes from now. But they have this, like, random scene of her... Uh, doing some some research on the safety deposit box, they find out where it's from, and they're gonna try and track down and see what was in it. Because when he's found, washed up on shore, he has a. They're key the only ones doing PI actual work. PI work. Yeah, they're literally running his memory to see if something rings a bell. But so he, when he washed ashore, he had a safety deposit key around his neck. So they're gonna go hunt that down. And uh, in the meantime, they go to this this I guess it's like a car lot, like an abandoned car lot. Because when the car got um, pushed off the causeway which is a bridge over water, if you guys don't know. Uh, they they pull it out and they put it there. In, I guess it's kind of like police evidence for now until they find out whose it is, and they think it might be his. So they show up to ostensibly, like, investigate, but they lie. Well, Mika Kelly is ready to lie that she's an insurance adjuster, which, to me, <sighs> to me, this is the closest to, like, if this is how Mika Kelly always stole cars, I'd buy it. But I don't think it was. But to me, that is almost the only way I can see a person like Mika Kelly stealing cars is and pretending even then, to be a new insurance adjuster. She's not good, but I buy her so much more as the, like, go, like, um... Um, gung ho, like, use her grip. hotness type. Yeah. yeah, she has to grift first. She doesn't actually just go steal cars. And not even I, I say grift. We say grift. I mean grift in like heavy quotation marks. Really, just kind of act, yeah. act nice and smile a lot. Like that's kind of all she Basically, does. Basically, every problem anyone has ever had with Minka Kelly is like in this episode of television. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's it's sad because, in the scene alone. Yeah, it's it's like watching someone unravel all of the deep character work she's ever done for characters that, I mean, I'm always thinking Friday Night Lights, but, like, other stuff as well, where it's somebody who has a lot of these, like, superficial, um, vanity that is actually a mask to her inner demons and pain and all that kind of stuff. That's important, because I think that's what she's good at, but the problem with this show is almost like they leaned too far into that, and they didn't have any of the actual pain or demons. She's just literally that superficial and plain and boring and has no no personality. She stole cars, and now she doesn't anymore. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that that aside, she's she's now a, a fake insurance adjuster. Hugo doesn't seem to be even given the, the, the heads up that he's we're gonna too, be lying, right? He's too dumb to use muscle memory of how to, like, be undercover. But I'm so confused, because... It seems to me like she genuinely, they show up to this car lot, and there's, like, a car, the guy who's in charge of the, the lot, like, a, I guess it's like a, uh... The dopey security guard yeah. who's, like, distracted by how hot she is, of course. Of course. And he's, uh, he, he's in charge of it, and it seems to me like she never bothered to tell him on the way over, which is probably not, like, a five-minute drive. It's probably a decent drive from there to where they were from. 
didn't bother to bring up, like, I'm gonna lie to this guy, and here's what's gonna happen. It seems like she just goes on a whim, like, hi, I'm an insurance adjuster, and he's like, uh, I'm her supervisor. <laughs> like, it's like, why would you not prep him? He's literally, has it's no memories. to lie in that instance, too. Yeah, like, he just says, hello, I'm like her, I'm her supervisor. He does it. He why does couldn't it well. he have been her trainee? Uh, exactly. It's stupid. But also, like... Because uh, the patriarchy, that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Uh, and... What's really creepy too is on another level, like why is she why is she so proud of him afterwards when he lies successfully? She's dumb too. Because he, you don't want somebody who has no memories but is a natural liar. I'm like that's not a good sign because if, based on this exercise, he's not a natural liar. Well, which true. means that's that's why he's like an amnesiac now because he's so bad at his job. Oh, Jesus. So the mystery guy after they start they find the car they start looking at the car blah 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 they find some stuff in it. We haven't discussed, like, she, she tries to do an accent. Does she really? I, yeah, I try to block it out. Yeah, it's a little bit of, like, a southern thing. It's like a, a southern twang, which I'm like, did, were you not on Friday Night Lights? I know! That's, that's what else? the problem is. I could never tell. See, I'm so familiar with her on that. I think I almost, like, forgot it was Maggie Kelly at first, because it's, like, without that accent, I'm like, who is this person? Like, she has no personality. All of her personality was the accent, I guess, because <laughs> it did all of the heavy lifting for her and her acting or something. But in this, she's just... She throws a little bit of an accent on, like a little t- twang, like I'm I'm new at the job and, like, and I'm gonna do good. This oh. <laughs> is like, oh, oh god. And so she's she's like lying to this guy, and he's like, oh, he's like, and of course you get the stupid like duncy um, security guy like, call me if you need any help. It's like, oh, he, he meant like on a date, guys, because she's hot and he wanted to date her, but he could never date her because she's too hot. Get it? Like that's basically what that meant. That's what that was. joke meant. And, Thank you for explaining the joke more. We didn't get it. Oh, you're welcome. It was it was a little bit heavy-handed. But, uh, so the mystery guy shows up in addition to them being there. He's, like, lurking around the place. And, of course, you know he's a bad guy because he walks up to the guy and instead of trying to lie, he just punches him clear in the face. Like, why would you not have... Like, it's a huge lot. <laughs> you could try one thing. Like, say a lie. See if he believes you. He's obviously ready to believe anything Minka Kelly said and didn't look twice at that. Well, so. Minka Kelly stole his strategy. Is he was going to put on a certain accent and pretend to be an insurance adjuster and flirt. And then, like, Minka Kelly did that. So he's like, God damn it. Now what do I do? I'll just punch him in the face. You know, this show <laughs> would have been so good if he had shown up and literally tried that, Nate. Because it would have been so phenomenal to watch this, like, random dude just show up. Because he's, like, a tough, like, muscle dude is basically his, his, that's what he's described as, I bet, as, like, henchman. So I would totally buy, like, him trying to show up and flirt would be, like, nine times uh, more convincing even than Minka Kelly. Because at least Minka Kelly seems to be just, like, I'm cute, right? Like, that's the whole bit. This is why I assume for a second that the show was filmed in Canada. Because, like, Roger Cross, like, Mr. I'm in every Canadian show possible. So... But apparently not. This this actually got to shoot in Miami. They spent that money. That's nuts. They, they spent that money on this show of all shows. But so the the guy shows up, punches the dude out cold, and then as they're investing in the car, they realize there's bullet holes in it, and they're like, "That's weird." Like if you see bullet holes in a car, something's gone wrong. And she, they're literally trying to still like explain that away. Like, are you crazy? And they find out this, there's like a postcard in there. It's like a washed out postcard. I don't know what, I thought that was going to come back because they kind of do like a close-up shot of it, 
And it's, it's like, nothing. And it's, I guess it's supposed to be Los Angeles, maybe? I bet if you go back and look at it, because it's supposed to be, like, a hint that he's not from here. But it's impossible to read, and it's not very compelling. And you could have done so many better things. Like, if you had had a picture of a kid or something, that would have been way better, because we do eventually find out later on. But they, they saved that to this, like, last-minute twist for no reason. But anyway, so he finds his washed-out postcard. He's like, hmm, I wish I could remember anything. And then, as they're still researching this, this this mystery guy shows up with a gun, just starts, like, arbitrarily shooting at them, doesn't care if he kills Minka Kelly in the process. Then our Hugo guy, like, Jason- Do you care if he kills Minka Kelly in the process? I mean, you know, I mean, it'd, be, it'd be sad, I guess, because I don't want to see Rachel Taylor get upset, but- um, but so, he like- I mean, uh, I'm sorry, but in this show's world, Minka Kelly's actually the new girl, so they wouldn't, oh. like, get that upset. Then, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. But, um, so- He's shooting at them, and the the Hugo guy. In my notes, I literally had he like Jason Bourne's the dude out with a gun. And yeah, memory, I also I also wrote Jason Bourne, which of course and then Rachel Taylor also on. makes a Jason Bourne reference, yes, and I felt very happy. That. Yes, and so he 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 grabs the gun from the guy and then hits him back. Like basically, does a whole bunch of kung fu. I mean, Jason Bourne is clear enough. I hope you guys can understand that reference. He literally <laughs> knows all these kung fu moves, and he doesn't even know why he's doing it, but it's like instinct. And he saves Minka Kelly, which is, again, even the guys who don't know what they're doing are saving the women on the show. It's called Charlie's Angels, about three strong women. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> he, he, again, he, like, literally, it's also that terrible, like, Jackie Chan moment where he, like, turns to them and he's like, who am I? <laughs> like, what am like, I? Like, we don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> like, why are you asking us? And so, uh, Rachel Taylor also is another, uh, Quip, quippy quip quip where she's just like Hugo Boss is to Jason Bourne like blah 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 and again they bring up he could possibly be a criminal and Mickey Kelly's like no no it's not possible what? like the, there's no way someone would know those types of like honestly it looks like extensive like jujitsu or something and he would not know that kind of stuff unless he was trained no matter what he's and that's why the girls are saying I think it was Rachel Taylor who's like what do you think Blackwater or just a hitman which just makes sense. Like, he's probably some kind of a trained either mercenary, or you could say at least, like, a military guy. Like, you gotta have some... Yeah. Like, why is she not even admitting? Like, that's not something normal. Like, not normal. It's no- possibly you later realize he had to have been, like, a Marine or something, right. too. Like, Mickey yeah. Kelly is just useless, apparently. And Bosley, like, tries to see what his training is and does, like, the smart way of figuring out his background. I really like yeah. that. scene was very good. We're gonna get to that in a little bit, but I was like, yep, I'm here for this part alone. Anyway, so they, um, they, this, they, they figure out that, like, there's a guy who, um, who showed up trying to hurt him, and, like, literally, I think it's Mickey Kelly says, maybe the guy was a disgruntled colleague or a partner in crime, and then... She's she's saying like no it's not it can't be I'm like girl those are the best case scenarios if that was a disgruntled colleague or a partner in crime otherwise it was someone trying to kill him who was a hired hitman and that means he's way worse than just having a bad seed in his life you know what I mean like why is she trying to say no he would never have a bad colleague like I, everyone who's a human being has had a bad colleague are you telling me you worked at a McDonald's when you were 13 and you're like mm, this is terrible this this colleague is great. Like, no, everyone hates a colleague at some point in their life. I, I can't handle that. And she and just is like... The, like, they find out from the safety deposit box thing that, like, Hugo's alias is Francis Fratelli from the Goonies, the, the bad guy in the Goonies, and you don't think, hey, criminal. I hated that whole moment. <laughs> like, I just, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much, because I am so, I'm, I'm so the kind of person that rails against that whole, I hate when people think that... Um, it's, it's, it's a standard of just being a female who likes nerdy things in that 
like uh, you're gonna be like oh how how quirky a girl that likes nerdy stuff but like I felt like that leaned into it in, a, in the actually bad sense where it was like oh the Goonies cool it's <laughs> like no this is terrible. I, yeah. All I could think is that, like, if that's his go-to alias, he's even lamer than we thought in the first oh, place. Oh, of yeah. course, that's for sure. Because I, I, I feel like his next one, like, option was like Marty McFly. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that would have actually been better because at least then there's like, the amnesia element to it, which would be funny. But like, that aside, like, the fact that she's like, how cool he likes the Goonie, like, it just seemed like, oh my god, it was like this- He can't be evil, even if he uses the villain from the Goonie's name. And I, f- I honestly do feel like on some level, they're like, isn't it cool that this hot chick likes the Goonies? Like, oh yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is stupid. I'm like, not only is it completely fine, everyone's seen the fucking Goonies. Let's not- I want a Charlie's Angels spinoff where it's just E. French watching the cool, nerdy movies. I and hate that. That's it. That that's the most amazing thing possible. And I don't like to I don't like to punch down or I think you should always try and punch up. I don't want to punch down girls liking. But I, I want to punch down this character. Yeah, she. I'm. T- I, I don't know how to describe it besides I, like I like to punch face like the dude at the car lot. <laughs> yes, but I I think it's I think it was definitely the kind of thing that gives a normally I think um, non malicious version of that a bad name. Like, if her the, character was actually like a character and not just. If Nonsense. Rachel Taylor had said it, I would have been fine. But she says it. She she smiles to herself like, "Ooh, the Goonies!" Like, it's like oh god. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I appreciate the Mickey Kelly impression. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's all I can do is bunch of. <laughs> that's my Mickey Kelly impression. <laughs> Texas. Um. So anyway, so that aside, like she they just. Now for the best yeah, they, they decide, Apple like, mm, I don't really know what's going on, but this untraceable money was in a safety deposit box with a, a stuffed Again, animal. criminal. Dolphin, which is like, honestly, why are they so shocked by the dolphin thing? They're like, what could this mean? No, why lead with the dolphin? That's but my question. The, why not immediately right? open the dolphin up? Latoya, I was screaming at my computer. I was like, in what world do you know that this guy is potentially a bad guy? What, in what world are you... He's all that money. He's a saving deposit box. With unlocked bills, untraceable bills, and they're like, let's leave this stuff, like, dolphin sitting here completely intact. Well, in fairness, if they had opened up the dolphin, it still would have just been full of It would have been the first thing you did. I'm You would have tested the dolphin. Like, you could still think that maybe the stuff inside of it is expensive. I don't know. There's a million things they could have done. The eyes... Yeah, they should have tested that dolphin. (laughs) Yeah, the, the, the conviction with which you just said, yeah, they should have tested that dolphin. <laughs> like, fuck that dolphin. This is what I had to, this is what I to discuss with the show. I know, but it's like, and also like the eyes, which sounds stupid, but I feel like that's been a thing in other like uh, procedurals where like the yeah. eyes of the stuffed animal are expensive. I don't know. There's I a can't million things. I didn't these eyes were rubies the whole time. There, there's so many better ways. And in fact, what they ended up going with, with that stupid stuffed animal bit, was so dumb. It was like, it was dumb on a level that... Why would you even put the dolphin with the untraceable money? It was only there as a red herring. Because there was no reason to put the dolphin... Like, why did that have to be there? Was it saying, like, hey, when you find that untraceable stuff, this is the dolphin to look for. It's like, no! There's, like... You can't tell me that you go to random docks in Miami and find random things of stuffed animals and they all happen to be dolphins, so you're going to compare your dolphin to the right one and make sure it's not... This, the, oh, this is the wrong dolphin, guys! Next next crate over! Like, it's crazy that they it, were it like... It just sounds like, you, like we've had a mental breakdown. I'm telling you, it's dolphin phenomenal. Over and over again. But it's, it's, it's insane. So, they... This ain't... 
I was going to say this aired on TV, but like it didn't air on TV in America, so <laughs> it really air on TV. I guess not. It aired in our brains. Um, but so they, they're, they're like, okay, are we going to figure out, well, if we're going to find out this guy is bad, are you going to be okay with that? And she's like, uh, I don't know. And so Bosley is like fucking sick of it. And he's like, all right, let's just fucking pick a fight with the guy. This scene was great. This scene was great. Uh, the hand-to-hand combat. This was you know, excellent. This when was... you think Bosley, you think hand-to-hand combat. I mean, combat. it's tough, because I don't I don't like that, but I also was like, I do like that. <laughs> like, I'm also like, in my notes, this is not how muscle memory works. <laughs> nope. Oh, it's just, it's insane. But it was still the best scene. It was the, the best scene in the episode. Interrogation, as I wrote For sure. Like, I just wrote make out. Yes! It was, oh, it was so good. So, the only time I was actually angry is when uh, Hugo says, Eve, is she single? And I'm like, is that really what you need to focus on right now, dude? What, are you, what conversation are you going to have on your date? So, how was life before amnesia? Don't know. I feel like he should have no, said... No, but let's talk about dolphins. I feel like he could have said, yeah, she is. Me too. <laughs> but so, so anyway, so so we should probably talk about what we're talking about. Um, there's a scene where uh, Bosley decides to try and figure out how he can defend himself because he heard that he basically put up a, a Jason Bourne level fight with this random um, armed assassin. Yeah, so he picks a fight with him in the literal sense that he, I think, just like straight up punches at him, and Hugo is able to like literally again Jason Bourne style dodge all of his 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 um, punches, but it's a very attractive dodge. Because it's like that. It's like, like, it's, I sound like I'm a nutcase, but I promise you. It's I love like, how your voice got lower. It's a very attractive, attractive dodge. dodge. But like, he, he, and he says like Marines, special forces, and I also like. Are you hoping that that question's gonna like accidentally ring a bell? Because are, haven't we established he has no memory of where he's from, Bosley? What are you even asking that question for? But, Muscle memory, Mora. But so he's like, are, are you Marines, special forces? And and he just keeps fighting with them. But like, he it's it's that. It's that Jason Bourne thing where he's able to get out of the way, and it's like a telegraphed fight scene where and, every yeah, punch like, is just to the wrong. It's very attractive. I can't. Even and Bosley, you know, is doing his job and actually trying to figure out this guy's thing. Hugo just assumes it's a jealousy thing, and that's why he brings up Eve. Like, and, and we should say that, those two belong together, honestly. Yeah. And the, and the reason, partly, that it's so, I think so attractive is that I don't think really Hugo does much to fight back necessarily. At least right away, at first he just kind of dodges everything, and that's almost like its own level of competency. Like I don't want to get in a fight, so I'm gonna literally not get in a fight, even if you're trying to get in a fight. It's very very attractive. Anyway, so Minky Kelly walks in towards the end of that though, and she's like, like, ooh, you guys are like fighting. <laughs> she seems very upset about it. Like. I don't know how much of that she's aware of that Bosley likes her or something, but... She's clearly not aware of a lot of things. It's so life. stupid, because it, it could not be more clear at this point that he is very much into her. And she um, she decides to tell him about the money and the safety about the box, and it's kind of like... Dolphin. Yeah, don't forget the fucking dolphin, I'm so sorry. But so, when she tells him that, like, he acts, like, shocked. I'm like, but you don't know who you are. How could you be shocked? What? I'm like, you should just be like, okay. He doesn't know. Maybe he's a stuffed toy aficionado. Right? <laughs> but even oh, even then, it. like, I don't I don't get it. But so he and he so they're like, okay, whatever. And um he asked about the postcard again, and he starts having flashbacks to a beach party. I'm like, this isn't how memory works, but alright. <laughs> well, that go is how anything works. <laughs> so like somehow just thinking back to the postcard, not looking at it the first time. Well no, time, it's that the postcard it's a generic image that's used on that place's flyers, is what they said. Right. And, but, like, so they said the name, and then he flashed back. Right, but it's just, it's so not how that would work. I don't think anybody's had, like, short-term memory restored through random words being said to them. <laughs> 
But I don't know. I'm not an expert on memories like I these mean, guys. I mean, when are. the episode was smart guy when uh, he got amnesia, <laughs> it was just a plank of wood. So, I love it. I love it. Different for different folks. <laughs> yes. Um, but so he remembers suddenly, not everything, just some things. The important stuff for now. Does it help break the case? <laughs> that's what's so Goatees, generally. Mainly goatees. Yeah, he remembers a guy with a goatee at a party, somewhere like fancy, I guess. And he was taking. He's lucky that every guy with, who's ever had a goatee is like very forward with women. Yeah, so. I know, right? Like, that was. I mean, it is Miami, so I guess they were playing the odds, but still. And so they go to this this other party. They they I guess they recognize where the party was being held because they're like, "You have good taste." I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like I hate it. But so they go to this terrible like beach party that's like super high end. Everyone's wearing white and like and yeah. Have this, is where I have to point out, this is where I have to point out that Rachel Taylor is like honestly on another level compared to every other person. It really in this it's show. it's amazing. This scene especially really just like cements the fact of, like, what I are also, they even doing? I have a note that says, God, Rachel Taylor really is the best part of this show it's, during this scene. It's amazing. Especially because she's sitting next to the other ones, and they're not doing anything. Like, she is commanding the scene. It's It's like an episode of Sex and the City, and you're like, why are anybody else besides... Why are we listening to, like, 80 minutes about how Charlotte's, like, dog isn't feeling well? Like, I don't care. <laughs> get back to Samantha. I don't understand. Like, it's what it is. It's like, I don't get when someone who's that good of a character is literally made a, a joke machine throughout the episode. Like, give her the, the plot. Give Let her, her do the stuff. everything. Yes! If the show would continue, I think, I feel like by season three, it'd be like the Rachel Taylor show. They'd finally realize. It's ridiculous. Or she'd have already left. Yes, it's one or the other. But, so, she, she says, like, okay, uh, like, I'm gonna sit here and take pictures of the guys with this, well, not her, the other, the other girl's gonna take pictures with her necklace, and she's gonna basically flirt with all these guys, and it, she just, I mean, it, she, like, runs a, a fucking clinic for a while because, like, she has a guy come up to her and then she's able to joke with him for five seconds, make sure it's the guy, and then tell him to get the fuck away. <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's like she's running, again, like, Her is a fruity beverage. It's just fantastic. my everything. It's so Would you good. judge her if she told you she liked that drink? Oh, God, <laughs> yep. it's so good. And so she gets all the guys to leave after, like, hitting on her. And, of course, they're all, like, random dudes with goatees in Miami, so they're creepy as fuck. And um, so she's, like, running through the gamut. They're, they figure out, like, okay, they, they're all guys. They all have goatees, but nobody's the people that he's remembering yet. Um, and she just to pretend like she... Well, Shouldn't they, like, canvas the area more so they can find someone who's, like... It's, like, the slowest version. Her? Like, they must be... There must be guys that aren't, like, wanting to go up and try and buy Rachel Taylor a drink, I guess. But, like... <laughs> I, the odds are just stacked against the fact that they're able how to get he know, every single... Yeah, like, how did he know that this goatee guy was single? Right. Or even interested in women. I don't understand. Well, like... wait. I mean, if he has a goatee, there's probably no one who's talked him out of that, so he's probably single. Yeah, you're true. That's true. But so he, he comes off like a complete creep. The guy, the first guy they're talking to, and then we just... They both come off her. like creeps. That yeah. was the casting call, I'm sure. Yeah, and so one by one they all come off, and she's just sort of like, okay, I'm so uninterested in this. But she keeps having to, like, turn the switch back on and become, like, flirty again. It's great. Um, but so, all, all this is going on, and this asshole Hugo's over there in, like, a... Again, not even, like, look... I guess partly because they don't want him to be seen, which is, like, put him in the like a van or something. Don't still put him yeah, on the premises. You guys have a van. We learned that later in the episode. Right. So like, why would when you Mindy put Kelly's him... not doing anything in the van? Why would you put him on the premises and risk that kind of like? <laughs> it's just stupid. He should have been back at headquarters, to be totally honest, with like a uh, like a little uh, computer setup. But he's he should there. be in a hospital. <laughs> yes, he should. He should still be in social services, getting his new pants. Um, but so either way. <laughs> He's he's now like on the premises of what Minka Kelly in one of those I don't know how to describe it, but like a beach tent that's white. 
Yeah. It was like something out of uh, fucking Princess Diaries. The Cabana. You know. Oh, Cabana, yes. It's, it's, but it's like a really like... Causeway, Cabana. Cabana, you know what those are. Uh, but so she, they're yeah, in the... beach area. The no, is. I'm not. Exactly. So they're, they're in the Cabana just sort of like talking about their life. And he literally says the sentence to someone who has taken him in and spent, honestly... Probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to find out who he is because they definitely have spent money on the research at this point because there, there's no way that all those those beverages are being paid for by the other guys. I'm assuming that somebody's paying for them, so they have a tab. But all this money's going towards trying to find out who he is, and he says, "Part of me hopes my memory never comes back." I was like, "God, I hate this show." <laughs> I mean, I love it, but I also hate it. I wish they gotten blown up in that cabana. The yes, two of them. I was like, it's just like, oh, well, you know. I used to live on a boat, but now I'm living my second chance. You can too. And it's like the stupidest. And I'm like, so a boat is the, is hell? What? He could be the worst. He could be a child pornographer, and that's what the dolphin had, like, the dolphins to lure the children in. You don't know, Mickey <laughs> Kelly. You don't fucking know. But also, like, what about living on a boat equals hell? I'm like, I, it's usually supposed to be kind of like a, a saucy thing. I mean, I don't know her whole backstory, but, like, she says it like... <laughs> Guys, I used to live in a boat. I used to live like, in a boat. You don't even know. Saucy. Like, that's... It's ridiculous. Like, to me, I mean, boats, depending on the boat... From what be... I've learned, like, from television and movies, at least if you're a guy with a houseboat, you're, like, pretty independent and, you know, you're pretty cool. Cool girls... I guess if you're a woman living on a houseboat, you're just useless. Cool just, girls like, live on boats, too. Because... Doesn't Luke Wilson live on a houseboat in one of the Charlie's Angels movies? No, it's Tom Green. But... Oh, yeah. Okay. The Chad. The Chad's the, Chad the one who lives on the houseboat. But, um... I mean, I, I was just kind of going out of the way, but Sarah Shahi lived on a boat in Barely Legal, and that was great. Yeah, Barely Legal. I liked that. I mean, there are certainly, like, women who live on boats. Like, I, I mean, they were all telling us that her character was a hot mess, but whatever. But she was, yeah, I don't know, stupid. I don't like it. I don't like it from there. Keanu Reeves lived on a houseboat in The Replacements. Mm. But, like, honestly, the problem partly is that to, to presume that to live on a boat is, like, a trashy thing, and, like... I don't really consider it that way, unless you're, unless it's like very very explicit. There's no way to know what's trashy until you tell us, because people live on yachts. Like I don't know what you're talking about yeah. living on a boat. Also, one more. Paul Walker lived in a houseboat in Too Fast Too Furious. Rip. She she's living on this on this boat. Ostensibly, it was like hell. She doesn't really even describe what happened. She just said I was on a boat, so you know it was pretty bad. <laughs> like that's basically what she says. And he's like. Oh, okay. But she's like, I'm living my second chance, and you can too. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the kind of bullshit she's saying. And he's just sort of like, okay, like, he doesn't know who he is. What if he is, like, this creep? Like, you, you can't give him that kind of false hope yet. Just say, we'll figure it but out. But she's decided he's not, so... Exactly. I'm like, but uh, you can't... And also, it turns out, she's fucking wrong. So, well, it was a waste of time, in my opinion. Of course, later on, they're trying to claim he's a good guy, but we'll get to that, because I also disagree. <laughs> but anyway, so... They, they ID the guy, because one of the guys that comes up and flirts with her happens to be somebody who's trying to keep it on the DL, so that's believable. But um, he he's like trying to like flirt with uh, Rachel Taylor, too, and she's still not having it. And she takes one of his little um, shot glasses to get prints from him to figure out what his name is. And, um, of course, they're trying to get Hugo out of sight, because now he's a target, because maybe that's why the guy's there. I'm like, so you didn't think this through before he decided to come here and sit there the whole time? Well, like, no, Mickey Kelly said it was okay, so, I mean, that's <laughs> all you need to know. And so, on top of that being ridiculous, it gets even worse, because the minute they, they tell him, first of all, they should have had some fucking chill and just not said out loud, that's the guy. They should have just been like, okay, it might be him. But anyway, so he they say, like, I need, he goes, I need answers, fucking takes off, 
and just tries to go after you. Went rogue. Answers? Went wild card. <laughs> it's nuts. But so he he's like, I need answers. I need answers now, and takes off to try and... Again, you don't know who this guy is. He could be genuinely, like, a bad person with a gun. I don't think this guy has a gun on him right now, even though he's hanging out with the Charlie's Angels. So he takes off, and I'm just, like, really confused about what the, even, the plan was here. Was he going to try and, like, ask him a question politely? This guy tried to kill him. Like, what? What? And so he... He goes. He needed then, answers. I know. Well, you know, when you need but answers. I thought he didn't mind, mind if his uh, amnesia never, like, never ended. I thought he was fine. Just Mickey Kelly and amnesia. It's stupid. And so he says, I need answers, takes off, and then all of a sudden there's a gunshot rings out, and the whole crowd, like, panics. That's probably the most believable shot of the whole episode. People <laughs> fleeing in panic. Oh, and <laughs> them jet skiing and having the time of their lives. <laughs> yeah, that aside. My, my favorite thing about this scene, though, is that Andy Alonso goes, shots fired into oh, her, her thing, but the entire team is there. So who is she telling that there are gunshots? They all they heard, all it. heard it. Exactly. It's just that cop life. She's just used to saying shots fired. And and Mika Kelly is so stupid because I want to try. Maybe I'll get a clip of it. Not a clip, but I'll give like a, a little like uh, screen cap of it. Everyone's like understandably panicked. Like they're hunched down trying to get shot. And they're all crawling around like, oh god, oh god! And they're like fleeing for the exits. And Mickey Kelly's like walking around full, like perfect posture, just like doesn't give a shit, just staring around. I'm like, this is. I mean, she is supposed to be this like you know, hero that's not afraid of like taking on crime or whatever. But like, is she? I mean, Couldn't tell. That's a Charlie's Angel, but it's it comes across like you are being recklessly. Uh, I guess like. You're risking your life for no reason. Like anybody they should have taken like, her off this case numerous times. But anybody who's like a cop or like a, a trained agent knows that even if you're not like afraid of getting in a gunfight, you still have to take cover when shots happen. Like you need to see where you're. You know what I mean? Like how many of those shootout like cop like SWAT? If you've seen SWAT with Colin Farrell and everybody, that's all like behind. You're like crouching behind something and like like slowly. Like that's like a SWAT team. It's literally the highest trained like, breach and, and clear kind of people. So, like, she just comes across like a complete... Like, she seems like a superhero. Like, I don't care if I get shot because it's gonna literally bounce off. But so... Or she's just stupid, but... We she know is what, stupid. We know We've already been through that. We've been through that so many times already at this point. Yeah. So, so he flee- he flees, and um, she's walking around like, whatever, and... He needs answers. This, this, we find out the goatee guy is dead, so he didn't get his answers, turns out. And there's a detective guy who shows up and says, "Okay, and then there's Roger Cross. I was just getting, I I blanked out so much when they were doing the actual investigation and stuff. I'm like, yeah, someone attacked him. I assumed it was Roger Cross earlier. But yeah, this one. Here we go. It comes across so pointless too. Like the way he just shows up there, it's just sort of like, hi, I'm here next to this dead body. Because Mickey Kelly goes running over to the dead body and he's like, "Um, ma'am, I'm gonna need you to talk to me. And he like shows his badge or whatever. I'm like. Are you not more concerned the dude just got shot? Like, he could he could die. Like, he might have been savable. Maybe because already saved someone today. Like, we don't we know. know. We know how things are going when people are dying and they can be savable. You have to wait at least 20 minutes before you try to save them. Like, he didn't even attempt to save him either. Like, again, it's recklessly. And also, like, to me, a very it shows its hand. Because there's no cop alive that's gonna be like, Yeah, that guy just died over there. I'm just gonna go introduce myself to some random woman. Like, it's not how that would work. He would be on the phone with his superior trying to get back up there or something. And we don't even know who shot him still, so he would have been trying to find out who shot him. He seems like he knows who shot him, spoiler alert, because he's the one that shot him, but, like, he is not concerned with finding the person. I guess they're trying to put it already on Hugo, as if he's the one that shot him, but you don't know if Hugo's still in large. He could be there, like, running around town. But, um, so he flees... 
And we find out that um, based on this guy's this detective that shows up and, and just inserts himself into the investigation, he says, I'm an undercover, or he was an undercover DEA agent, and it turns out that he went, he crossed the line, according to him, and he shot his partner, went bad, and he's being tracked from this guy ever since. This is Hugo that did this. So, and then of course, Mia Kelly's like, despite the fact that you're saying this with your own, like, mouth and your own eyes and everything, I don't believe it. <laughs> and you have credentials. Yes, like, I understand, like, obviously since this show, the premise is surrounding uh, a, one of the characters being a, a dirty cop, so it's not out of the line that she would assume maybe he's lying, but, like, why assume? Like, maybe just find the guy first and then worry about whether he's telling the truth or not. Like, don't just start, like, honestly, she seems, like, offended that this guy would even suggest that he's not a great guy. And it's like, he's the one that's known him this whole time. What are we doing here? It's stupid. But so, so he, I don't understand it. So he says, like, and she's like, it just doesn't sound right. And it's like, okay. <laughs> what doesn't sound right about him? You know nothing about this man. And it turns out that was legitimately pretty much the same story that actually happened, just with different people. So it does sound right. It's just the wrong person. But either way, she's just not he- not having it at all. And then, um... We, uh, see, I don't remember the other girl's name. I always remember her, her real name. Not Rachel Taylor, not Mika Kelly. Well, we're, we're, Annie Alonze. We're, we're all just saying Annie Alonze anyway, okay. so it doesn't I matter. I can't remember her name. But is it, or whatever her, her nickname, Pinocchio, because Pin- she was so wooden. Oh my god. I mean, but she's been better in things since then, but she'll always be Pinocchio here. Aw. But so she <laughs> she says, like, I was one of Miami PD's best officers. No sure thing a cop is clean. And I'm like... Alright, this is a little bit much. Like, how many episodes dealt with with Dirty Cops? Because I feel like that was all they wanted to talk about. I and feel like every episode should have one because it's Miami. Just like every other person <laughs> in a suit is a criminal in Miami, true. every other cop is, is dirty in Miami. True, true. But so, um, they, they find out his name is Josh, though. That's what this all also figured out, is his name's Josh. And they're like, we gotta find Josh! Can we talk about how Charlie has the best line of the episode? No, what's his... I have a low tolerance for vendettas. Like, oh, I why have is too. this something... That's ridiculous! Any... Like, why would you know that? Like, why is that something Look, you vendettas can be real fun. Like, I understand having a little bit of a tolerance for vendettas. <laughs> I was always under the impression that even, I mean, I'm also going off the movie, which I thought he had a uh, spurned gay lover, but, like, I think <laughs> that he came across, like, his whole his whole setup was based off of a vendetta. Like, obviously, it's not, like, a personal vendetta in the way that Knox's was towards him, or whatever version of Knox is from the original TV show, but, like, even his version of it, like, his, like, do-goodery and trying to help these these women... That's still kind of a vendetta against whoever wronged you in the past, right? I think it's just, I think it's just that he's, like, a fucking hippie, and he uh, just wants maybe. peace and love. Through, uh, I, armed <laughs> warfare? <laughs> I got that he was... Especially in the movie, I get that he's, like, too chill to want, like, bad stuff happening. I always just got the impression that he was, like, out to Well, you also the got the guys. gay love impression, too. Well, yeah, but I, he was definitely... He knew the bad guys that were coming for him. Like, he, he... It's not a faceless organization he's fighting back against, is what I'm trying to say. So... Some amount of that has to include a vendetta of your own, even if it's a good one. So I think it was a little bit hypocritical. But I, I think that's, a, well. that's like a version of Charlie's Angels they could have made here with this show. They, they could have done a lot of things with this show that they just did not do. Yeah. But so she, he's, um, she, he figures out, or she figures out that he's probably, I guess they locate him somehow, and they figure out he's where she keeps her boat. Which is like, <laughs> alright, that's a terrible the, the sentence. The goddamn boat. Also, like... 
that's the point at which I realized, like, okay, so whatever this boat backstory is, she still owns the boat, so she doesn't, like, hate the boat, so why are you acting like that was the worst thing? You just described yourself as someone who owned a boat and lived on a boat. That's something that's, well, like... No, she, she currently lives on a boat because it's called Second Chances because this is her second chance. Whoa! Whoa, Nate, no, you did not have to say that. You didn't have to say that. It's not really called Second Chance. You're lying. Yes! You're no, lying. That that's, absolutely, that's the stupidest that's thing I've in the cabana. Oh my god! Uh, Go back and rewatch that scene. That is a hundred percent what she told him in that cabana. I have to screencap this right now. Um, I'm like offended on a personal level. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that's just it's me not noticing obvious things, heavy-handed like plot what? elements. But that is so She's stupid. Just trash. Yeah, I, that is so stupid. I never would have assumed it because who the fuck would name your boat Second Chance? Make it Kelly. Oh, I want to sink the. the I want to sink the boat network. so bad. I want to sink it so bad. <laughs> But, um, uh, so Anger's away, uh, so she, he's over where her boat is, which I hate the fact that she even says, like, he's where you keep your boat. Like, it was such a, like, a She gave him, like, sentence. the address of said boat. Oh, did she? Is that what it was? I assume that's she how She told him what marina she oh, had. Oh, so that's why she says he, wa- he just wants a second chance! <laughs> Nate! I hadn't... I... Uh, <laughs> you're so trash. Just garbage. But see, the thing is, like, I was like, when she said he just wants a second chance, I was like, how the fuck do you know that? I was like, he sounds like he's just hiding out in a boat. But <laughs> God. Oh, this sucks. Did he, was he, oh, I'm so mad. I don't even know what to say. I have no comment on it. We have to move forward. <laughs> like, I'm just so furious. Let it speak for itself. But so, uh, Taylor, Rachel Taylor and Bosley, uh, see that there's an import-export contracts that are involved, like, the smuggling of snow globes and other memorabilia. Maybe well, how did they like figure this... this out? Because Rachel Taylor can read Mandarin. Hmm, because her dad taught her to. Daddy. He forced her, her to. Bernie made off dad. Oh, jeez. Forced her to learn it. And also, like, if, if you're talking about, like, import-export contracts to smuggle snow globes, maybe this stuffed off and you've got in your hand... Seems a little more pointed, but no. No one even decides to comment on it. Like, at least throw that out there. Like, maybe this is what they're importing and exporting. That's stupid. I don't know. We better go figure... Like, like come on! Like, someone acknowledge it. Like, when they go and find the dolphin, they're like, Whoa, it's the same dolphin. Like, it's like... Oh, it's like, so you feel like you're the crazy one because it's like, this is the most obvious thing you should look into. Why they- the fuck else would there be a stuffed dolphin with a bunch of untraced bills in a storage locker for safety Maybe he's safety a stuffed box. aficionado. Oh, Jesus. This is, this is how it, it ends for Mora. <laughs> it is. But so anyway, so he... Fucking... They're over at Second Chance, living it up. Bosley and, makes a Chinese food joke, too, because of course he yeah, does. Yeah, so they order Chinese. Oh, yeah. She's like, Why does no. everyone think they can quip at Rachel Taylor? They're not on her level. I do like when she looks at him like, don't try that. <laughs> I just love that. He's like, he's basically useless. I guess, is she the one who finds the information? Because, like, she's the one who translates it. Like, what if he hacked into it? But he's useless without having the translation. I mean, what maybe he, maybe he technically already saw it, but he just didn't bother, like looking at it because he didn't know what it said. He's just like, oh, just some random Mandarin. <laughs> like, even though I hacked into four different databases to get here. What is the like, point of Bosley? Rachel Taylor should be Bosley. Also, guess what? It's 2011. Rachel Taylor should have nutty professored this show and played every role. Right? Yes. But also, it's 2011. Copy and paste the Mandarin in a Google Translate. End of conversation. <laughs> I love you, Rachel Taylor. You don't need to be fluent in Mandarin and know what that says anymore. What the fuck? Doesn't she, like, though? Uh... But so, so he's like... She has okay. to have some skill since no one else on the team does. Uh, so they show up at this fucking second chance boat, which I'm furious about. I'm furious <laughs> oh, about. Is this where Mickey Kelly says, we believe you, Joss? Ah, put her gun goes... down, and Annie Alonso d- does not put her gun down. Yes, and he also, Hugo's there with a the gun. Where'd he get the gun? I don't know. I guess he stole it from the bearded guy, but like, we didn't even stole, see that guy. Yeah, stole it from the guy who got shot. 
But like, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm so exhausted by it. But anyway, so he, so he, he's there with a gun, pointing the gun at the two girls, which I did not like either. Because if anything, he should have just been there with his hands up, like I'm sorry, I didn't know where else to go. Like that's more believable. I mean, not him holding mm-hmm. a gun on them. It was stupid. that shows me someone's not a bad guy. <laughs> exactly. But he has his gun, like honestly, like again, professionally looking, trained on them because he's. Good. Obviously capable of using a gun based on his his now somewhat known history, and he said they're like Josh, it's okay. He's like, wait, my name is Josh. <laughs> like, God, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But so they're like, and then they're like, yup. I I love it when the episode's like just, just gonna break you. That's oh. so good. And he's like, I'm a cop for the LAPD. How did I end up in Miami? It's like these are the kind of questions we don't need to see. He we just figure he'd save them because of the most obvious questions in the world. <laughs> like ah. but they're telling him all his background and then they tell him the partner was the guy who killed the goatee guy or the, the goatee. I, I I never really followed that. So his partner is is the is the I can't remember Drummond or whatever his name was or Dermond. Is that his partner or is the partner the guy that No, died? the partner's dead. So Partner's dead a long time ago. What's confusing is they have these two other random guys that show up, I guess just trying to kill him based off of that. But mm. so they're telling him that the partner back in the day, um This would be so much easier if he didn't have amnesia. I know. That's convenient, isn't it? Whatever the hell happened, he's not responsible for deaths. I'll I'll put it that point blank. And then and they're like, and Mickey Kelly, of course, is they're like, saying he is because like how could he be yeah. i know him when she doesn't know him yeah and she's like i didn't want to believe you killed him either and it's like it's like well of course you're stating your intentions because it's the only thing you've been talking about the entire episode so far because she's literally just working based off of her vagina Ugh. that's what's happening and again i want to go back to the fact that unless they tell us otherwise she literally met him less than 24 hours ago what the fuck are we watching guys i'm gonna throw out a theory that Mm -hmm. maybe i'm gonna throw out a theory maybe that like she got an infection when jet skiing in (laughs) denim daisy dukes (laughs) and like it's messing with her brain chemistry yes that or like he had like low-key like it's like super meningitis like he she he had like viral (laughs) meningitis and she, like, she fucking, like, gives him mouth to mouth so she gets violent meningitis. I don't know. I, so, I, I know for people listening at home, whether you've seen like an episode of television or not, like, it seems like we're just, like, hating on a woman and, like, we're being the biggest assholes ever, but she's trash. She and literally, to know. She, she literally, I know she's new to this group, but she's so willing to throw them out with the fucking, like, trash. For she this does not pass the Bechdel test, let us, let us tell you that. She doesn't know him, he's now an established criminal, ostensibly, at least he's a cop, which could potentially be a dirty cop, and so he's got, like, a, he's gotta have a checkered past, even if it's a good cop, you're gonna have a, a tough go of it. He's and also from Los Angeles, so regardless, so like, he's not officer, Yes, and in general... Doesn't know anything about his his history. Doesn't know his personality. Doesn't know what his life is like. Doesn't even know his parents' name. He's over there saying, "This is what made me so mad." But where he's like, "I hope I never remember my life." I'm like, "Look, you could say like maybe whatever the hell's going on with you right now is pretty shifty, but you don't know if you have like a mom and a dad that are out there crying because they think you're dead. Like, what the fuck? Who could just say that I don't want my family to remember me? Like, it's such a dark thing to say. And to me, that makes him much more evil because a truly good person, like." Uh-huh. I hate to bring stuff back to Castle because I feel like we always do it, but I, there's an episode of Castle. No, it's not we, it's you. I know. I always do it. But there's an episode of Castle with with, with Mark Lucas where he's the, the guy that can't remember his backstory either. At least that, he wants to find somebody to connect to. Like he, That's what he's most concerned about is, is trying to find the people that remember him because he wants someone to remember him. This guy doesn't even seem to give a shit about it. He just wants to make sure whatever's going on, I don't want to get killed. And it's like, well... 
how compelling a character can you be when your biggest concern is like this is like john doe and like his obsession with material objects all over yes! again yes it's like you're a very unsympathetic character when i'm you're literally wishing away your memories in order to disappear from loved ones, potentially, which we'll get to in a little bit, because he was willing to pretty much just throw his entire life out the door, because it was kind of tough to be him for, like, five minutes. Like, it, ugh, that's why I think Mega Kelly is like, I relate to you, <laughs> because even though I've done basically nothing besides steal cars and pretend to be uh, insurance adjusters, like, I'm living on a boat called Second Chance, because I think I needed one, even though I clearly have not had that much of a rough go of it to start with. But anyway, so... <laughs> So anyway, like, it's it's very warm in my room, so I'm just getting more and more mad. But anyway, they find out that there was a triad mafia. Of course, they had to throw random Asian criminals into it this far into the, like, third act, because they needed something to stick to the wall. And so they're, like, calling them triad mafia smugglers, which is... Also favorite part of the episode, which is the casting of Francois Chow as, like, the top triad guy. Right! the tattoos. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. My my biggest concern with that is not... I don't mean to say, like, of course there's, like, Chinese criminals. I don't... That's whatever. Like, in in any show that does a, a story about, like, there being a Chinese mafia... Fine, whatever. It's the way that they, like, they're just like, and those crazy Chinese criminals. Like, it's like, no. I'm like, you gotta introduce these people, tell us a little backstory. They literally just name-check Triad Mafia, and you're supposed to understand who these bad guys are, because if you know any bad guys that are that are criminals in Miami that are smugglers, you gotta know them all, right, guys? But no, they don't tell us anything besides just showing up with Rachel Chow, which is, again, ridiculous. I- <laughs> Dr. Oh. Pierre Chang from Lost People tatted up like really tatted up. bad and, like, guy is what they're giving like a, us. He's wearing like deep V's too, so he like you get to see all the tats. You see it's all ridiculous. the tats. It's like this is the most amazing casting <laughs> choice that's ever been made. It is. And so, um but they're and also like also again, more veiled like kind of pretty racist stuff where they're like the guy owns an overpriced Asian fusion restaurant. I knew he must have been a criminal. And I was like, oh, Rachel Taylor, I love your I've, quips. I've seen that Nate definitely screen cap no. for his quip watch. Yes. But she oh. always thought criminal. Yeah, the prices were criminal. Waka waka. But then the scene proceeds to be again probably the one of the worst parts of the movie. Even though I like the movie a lot, it's a pretty borderline racist scene along with the sultry no, bit. The upcoming scene is amazing because the woman asks if they have their papers in order when it's a white woman and a black. Woman. I was furious. Yeah, I was no, furious. That's... I love it so much. It's so amazing. It, it was. I mean, on one level, I kind of love it because it's like. She would have said that to anybody, so that's kind of nice. But also, like, way to assume that, like, working in a Chinese restaurant, it's gonna mean you need to have your papers in order. Like, it was, like, a weird backhanded, like, is this racist or is it not racist for her? Is this racist or is it just bad? Yeah. (laughs) Or is it the opposite of racist because she's asking it to two people who clearly would have their papers in order. But I'm like, like, why why would you assume that people wouldn't have their papers in order? Just, I mean, it it was a little bit ridiculous. Because she's also the person working there. They're not even, like... They're trying to say, like, I promise we're not, you know, here illegally. It's like, you're the one that's running this restaurant. Why do you have so many illegal people working for you? That's your you know problem. Why. But, uh, so she says and tell them to get your papers in order. And they're like, oh, we, we do. We promise. <laughs> it's like, and it's just right. It's just like the movie. Uh, even though they're not wearing, I don't know if they wear the black wigs in the movie. I don't they do. But, uh, like, I think they Well, yeah, but they do that, but they also. Because uh, that's at the massage parlor where they wear the black wigs. So they're is. barely there, and they just, like, leave it to Lucy Liu. So yeah. it's, it's actually fine then, I guess. It is. It's mostly fine. I, I did not love that part. I mean, I... I'm they're, not... like, there for, like, maybe ten seconds max with, yeah, with their... Yeah, and being, 
being a white girl, being a white girl myself, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I was offended by this. I think you can take from what you will. I didn't hate it as much as I disliked it here because I feel like here they were really trying to be like, see guys, they're blending in. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, yeah, those, it was tough. Those wigs were something rough. Yeah, and so they're like walking around, like trying to figure out where these guys are hanging out because they got to find out um, what this triad mafia guy has on um, Hugo. Well, now we know him as Josh, even though half of the episode we've been fucking calling him Hugo because that's stupid as hell. Anyway, so the the partner he um he shows up and he's in a back room playing poker, and the partner uh, he's not really the partner that the the cop who says that Josh is a bad guy shows up again, and now there's like clearly like there should be like you know some some bells ringing like. Well, if he's showing up to this this underground gambling thing, just chatting shit with like the triad guy. I mean, like, where's this? And they still don't seem to get it until after this. It's like it's. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of detective agency doesn't notice? Like, this is an odd place for him to hang out. I mean, he is a cop, but he doesn't act like a cop when he's there. He acts like he's a friend. But anyway, so they're there. They're trying to bug the the Francois Chow character to figure out what they know. Um, to try and find out more about it. So she tries to go up and, like, in the most obvious way, but she still succeeds in it because she, she tricks him in it. She she bugs the, the bodyguard because she basically gets thrown out of the place because she just is so... Like, she basically, like, trips and falls and throws a bug just... on him. It's pretty rough. And... The thing about a... this episode, like, and I especially noticed in uh, Nate's uh, quip watch screen caps, it's just that, like, Obviously, we're talking about how terrible Mika Kelly in, in this, like, it kind of just, like, she's an extraneous character. It's yeah. like, whenever they're having, like, the team-ups and everything in the undercover, it's always Annie Alonze and Rachel Taylor. And it's just like, it might as well just, like, this should be the gang. Let's just have two goddamn angels. Because, and then Bosley can technically be the third angel, because you don't you don't need Mika Kelly's character. She only makes things worse. It's ridiculous. It's She's completely expository. She, like, in here, fact- she's, in the, she's in the van doing nothing. Well, literally stand- No, you know what made me really mad is when when stuff's about to go down and um the the partner guy or whatever the guy shows up, I think it's Hugo. Who, yeah, it is Hugo who says I'm gonna go try and help. Like what the fuck? There are other people here, dude. I'm like you cannot just get up and help. First of all, Mickey Kelly would have gone first. Then Bosley would have gone because Bosley's like in the mix for some reason. But <laughs> you're the last person that should be volunteering to go help. Like get sit the fuck down. I hate I hated the fact that he wanted to be so involved in this because it felt very. Again, like it's the fact he wants to be so involved. Hate the fact she's not more involved too. Exactly. It's like it's just it's it sucked. I hated that part of it a lot. And so he tries to get up. It, they're in this back room where poker's being played. Um, after Rachel Taylor bugs him, she gets thrown out. Um, but she's like, "It's cool. I still figured out how to bug him." But they're trying to like rough her up. They're all gonna. They're kind of ganging up on her to throw her out. And then Bosley goes about hacking to set off the alarm so they're able to flee, and it works. So. Yay, because I guess we needed Bosley to be the hacker. Because um, no no crime show is completely oh, the yeah, hacker. Oh, yeah, because a gaseous fire suppression system, which also shows up on the screen after he says that's what it is, you know. That's stupid. Fucking <laughs> stupid. And so he, he they work Laura, out. I'm starting to think you don't like this. <laughs> I like it in the sense that, like, it's fantastically infuriating. <laughs> but um, uh, I think, again, you didn't need the Lee infuriating on that. <laughs> <laughs> But so, so they they bug the bodyguard and they listen to him talk about how this other guy killed the partner, basically. And then we find out all about how this guy. The only reason they find out this guy's really dirty is because he's saying it for himself to this wired guy. Like it's so stupid. I mean, so much of this show is repeating things that other people have just said in another scene. 
It's it's ridiculous. But so they they they're like, okay, um, we're gonna figure out what's going on, and we we promise <laughs> you're still gonna get part of the shipment that comes in. And they're just talking about this like mysterious shipment. It's like, well, hmm, I wonder what the chicken. It's like, what else could the shipment be at this point, people? You have unmarked bills, and then these these dolphins, but they're still like, hmm. I guess we'll have to go look for ourselves. But they mentioned the shipyard it's going to be in, so they decide to go and, like, intercept it. But, like, at what point do you hear people talk about a specific shipyard where things are coming in and not expect them to show up? Because they seem shocked when they all show up. Like, they're the ones talking about it before you even try and go there and intercept it. And also, why is the stuff just sitting there for a while? Shouldn't they have been there as it was being dropped off? Are you just letting, like, illegal stuff sit around for, like, hours at a time until you have the time to go over with a bunch of trucks and get rid of it? Like, most of those movies... I mean, they're real busy. They yeah, got, very they busy. got that backroom poker, poker game. game to do. They got He's to put more tats. Go tease. <laughs> He's going to refresh his uh, stock of deep Vs. But so, the, the toughness here is partly that they're, they're shocked about what's in the thing. Because then you're like, but this has been here the whole episode. It's been this massive hanging, like, red herring that they have this random stuffed dolphin. Goddamn but, stuffed dolphin. And they open this box, and again, it's just like a box. It's just like a box sitting on a random Yeah, it's like in the middle of the pier. That's not how those places work! Like, it would be inside a huge storage container, you'd have to have a key to the storage container, or at least it'd be unlocked, and, like, then you'd be able- I mean, have you not seen an ever- like, any episode of The Wire or something? (laughs) I swear to God. But so they're- they're there, like, okay, let's open up this random- again, like, oversized box of- of- stuffed animals, and they're like, oh my god, it's the dolphin, and they're like, shocked, but they're like, but wait a minute. Then they decide to open a dolphin, nothing's in it, and they're like, but I don't get it, nothing's in the dolphins. <coughs> and I'm like, well, like, try other things, but then they just, no, one <laughs> of them try decide- the dolphin that you have. Right? But instead of that, they decide to, like, look at the silicon. this is so fuck. I hate the sentence, I hate this everything, I hate it all, but they say, let's, let's look at the silica gel, it's supposed to keep the toys dry. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> and so they open up the silica gel, they start dumping it out, and literally, literally, you have uh, Josh Hugo saying, Illegal drugs? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like a fucking after school special. And then, and then I think I one of them wish was like. I wish it was. Like, they should like, gone Then Helen Hunt might have yeah. jumped out of a window on PCP. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and then so he's like, does this look like silica gel to you? And it's like, no. No, it doesn't. It's clearly drugs. Like, why did you ask me that? Like, we're both adult human beings. It's like, it's like a bright blue... It's like, Walter, it's, like, it's like Walter White's bright blue meth. Like, it clearly is a drug. You don't need to show me this. Like, I don't know why we're having this conversation. Stop talking. It was I so wish stupid. that's how the scenes went. Like, <laughs> yes. exactly. Could you, you not be cute for one fucking second? I know. And then he's like, uh... And also, like, wait, why would the amnesia guy know exact? And he sa- he mentions like, oh, uh, it was in synth. It- he's like, it was a synthetic painkiller. There was a bad batch on the streets a year or two ago. I'm well, like, you have amnesia. Track. You have amnesia. You can't remember your own name. Not anymore. How do you I- know specific events? He has not been shot yet. He does not remember that much. But like, he knows a goatee, and then he also knows specifically what type of batch it was, when it was on the street, and what type what what type of drug it was. I would say it's a trigger, but like, you don't get any, like, indication that anything is a trigger, unlike the one time when he was, like, having the flashes of, like, goatee. Right? It was so fucking stupid. And so they're suddenly surrounded by a bunch of guys with guns, because they didn't bring back up, because even though they knew those people would be showing up to get this, because it's their shipment. Again, it's just, like, right in the middle of the pier. Ugh! 
So they show up and they're like, uh, and then they, this is where, I guess we're supposed to be like, wow, this Hugo guy is really good at acting. This is where I'm like, I hate Minka Kelly. I was really hoping that he was actually evil. Me too! I was like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and maybe this is the best. And then I was like, no, it really was the worst. He lies to, uh, Francois Charles, Mr. Han, and he's like, look, I, um, I set this all up. I was just, I was playing, uh, we were both playing. I was playing playing Amnesia. (laughs) Yeah, I was playing Amnesia. We were both playing um, the good guy because we were going to both team up and take you out and then sell it in LA, LA to the LA drug scene. And for some reason, even though he's like, from what you can understand, like a storied criminal, Mr. Han's like, I buy it. And like, just throws away his his partner under the bridge. I'm like, anybody who's been a storied criminal is going to know the first thing a person's going to try and do if they're all like, you know, surrounded by a bunch yeah. of guys with guns is try and flip the story on the other person. Exactly. Like, it was, it's like none That's of them like had ever the done crime before. undercover cop who's been made. It's like, what? I'm not undercover. Here's why. It was so stupid. And then, not, on top of that, as if it weren't enough, he literally, he just, he turns to Megan Kelly and gives a huge wink, which is clearly visible to half of the people pointing guns at them, and no one says a fucking word. And she's like, oh, he's lying. Because at first, they, they have like these, re- uh. they have these reaction shots to her, like she's like, what? <laughs> like, you're a criminal? I'm like, girl, you were a hardened car thief for a lot of times. Like, you have, you required a hey, boat she called- Second- a boat. She, she required a boat called Second Chance, and she still is, like, shocked when someone's lying. Like, wow. But so Especially she's, like- she what? taught him how to lie. Yeah, remember, Right, like, less than 20 minutes me. ago. <laughs> but so, so they're like, okay, uh, I like the idea that this entire episode takes place, like, in the span of five hours. It could. It, it's either five months or five hours. That's why. That's why I say. But so they're like, okay, uh, I don't believe you, but whatever. We're gonna like try and still like get things handled. And the girls take down the rest of the thugs because I guess they're kind of like infighting well, enough. Two of the them. girls take down the rest of the thugs. Minka Kelly because just stands Minka there Kelly. Like an idiot. And then, and this is where I really lost my mind. She goes oh. up to him, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And it's like, bitch. And so she starts to hug him in the middle of a crime standoff, what? and then of course, because someone takes advantage of that and shoots him in the fucking back, because <laughs> at least that part of the episode did exactly what it should have done. He and takes say, a what bullet you for her, because you know, she can't do anything for herself, yes. and then the guy's about to like finish him off, and she's just like hugs him to stop this like and she's what just like, are you doing with she your just life? like submits to it like if anything she should have like you know like kick kick flipped him back and been like stay away from my boyfriend or whatever but she just kind of stands there and like we're both gonna die and okay it's like crazy and then bosley comes up and like fucking pistol whips the guy out to submit bosley's the only one who can do anything apparently and uh i didn't like bosley saving her yet again but and i did like the fact again, that, that pistol whip was so Hugo saved her, and then bosley saved her because she was willing to just get her head blown off it's so stupid. And I'm like, and this is where my nose, I'm like, I, how much do you want to fucking bet he wakes up with all his goddamn memories? <laughs> and, like, um, and then, of course, it seems like he didn't, and I was like, whoa, did they no, not actually No, he's a piece of shit, there? apparently. But also then it's like, no, I did remember, psych. And it's like, Jesus Christ. But they're tell- she's, he's like, how am I doing? And she's like, you're going to make a full recovery. And he's like, what about DeMont? Which is the, the guy that was um, lying, that he had been the, the bad guy, the other cop. And yeah. he's like, uh, turns out you were right. I am a good guy. And it's like, oh. <laughs> It's like bees inside I of my more head. I wine right now. Ugh. And so he's like, um, by the way, <laughs> like, this is where the episode gets stellar, in my opinion. Because he's like, by the way, 
when I took that bullet, I remembered I had a wife and child, and then boom, in walks wife and child. Minka and Kelly like, gets cockblocked by a five-year-old. And she's like, and Minka Kelly, straight up, even though she's going to be like dead, dead, dead ass in love with this guy, is like, wait a minute. He has to be happy and have a fulfilling life? Ugh. But what about like, second chance? It was such a bullshit. Boat. Like, you can't be that obsessed with someone being well and, like, finding their life and everything and then be so furious when they turn out to have a very rewarding life. Like, it was... She, she was, was, like, in that moment, she was, were, like, a criminal, so she'd be like, yes! second chance! Or at least, like, a lonely nobody who has no... But also, like, can we go back to the fact that he was so ready to, like, I wish I'll never remember who I was? Like, bitch, you would have forgotten your child. Like, young child. Like, five-year-old child. It was crazy. It was... Oh, it made me so mad. And so he he's, like, hugging her. And also, like, dude, you could have, like, waited. Like, you could have just been, like, by the way, I have a wife and child. It was nice to meet you. Goodbye. Instead, he has them, like, burst in and, like, sit there. Like, they haven't been there the whole it time. It makes the and fact like, that he was, like, teasing Bosnia and asking if Eve was single even better. Because he's not single at all. Yeah. Nope. And also, like... Are we trying to believe that the angels are, or, or specifically Mickey Kelly is that bad? Of, well, I guess we are believing that, but she's that bad of an investigator that they're sitting in a hospital room and she's only just now finding out from him that from the guy that lost I like his memory. I imagine that Rachel well, was just like, "Hey guys, you can go right in." Like she's intentionally doing that just to twist I, the knife. I, I, we need to tear this down for a minute because there's a couple things here. One, he acts like this is the first time he's been awake since he was shot. So how does he know he has a- I guess he remembers he has a wife and child. He doesn't know that they're there. But either way, like, he's definitely been unconscious for some time because she's been sitting there for, it looks like, a little bit. And so we're probably, supposed to make- given the time frame of this entire episode, probably, like, five seconds he was sleeping. And who told- who told the wife and daughter to come to Miami? That's, a, like, at least a day's trip in a, in, in a, a flight. So maybe you could say the German guy did- but, like, why didn't that guy tell Josh? It's why didn't he like, yell at him, like, you have a wife and child, you know? Like, he could have done a lot of stuff to threaten him with When they that find out his name is Josh, did they find out his full name? They do, right? Right! Is that what so they what? were able to, like, that means they could have gotten, like, his information about who he was. Latoya, they I, I, I hope that, that happened, and they just chose not to tell Mika Kelly that he <laughs> right? was. Right? Like, I think they had to. to they had to. Because they, they do look into it, because they say that he was a LAP. They, they yeah. confirm the story. But then you, like, then they had uh, so, like, it is, I hope that it's just like them all conspiring against Mika Kelly. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. There is there are some plot holes here that are genuinely big enough to drive a jet ski through. It's insane. <laughs> but so instead of like actually like having some kind of consequences, they're just like, oh well. And she just fucking and also like the wife, I love this moment because the wife's like, thank you. It's also I feel like it almost feels like it's like his real life wife because she's she's terrible. <laughs> the actress is not good. <laughs> no offense. Mika Kelly could be everyone's real life wife then if that's the case. Right. But so the wife turns to her and she's like, Thank you for everything you did for my husband. And I'm like an agency. Also, like, like I want like a really awkward, like, adult swim version of this where it's like it's like silence and they both just stare for a while. And they just stare for a while and she's like It was a crazy dark, like it's like one of those like super awkward Tim and Eric things where it's just like silence for like way too long. Cause it really does feel like very off off putting. And she just says, thank you for everything you did for my husband. Or the police told me everything you did for my husband. Yeah, they did. Not everything. I kind of hope that they banged. Like, sure, it was off screen, but I, I kind of hope they banged. I, just, I, like, don't really want, I don't want it to, because the, the consent issues are creepy as hell. But, like, I also think it's, like, funny in a way where it's also just sort of, like... I just want the, wife's, the worst for her, so... The wife saying that just comes across, like, 
I never let him do butt stuff, so he probably had a good time here. <laughs> it's like weird <laughs> stuff like that. Like it was a weird twist for her to say. I, but even if even if we're not trying to understand it that way, it certainly does come across like she clearly at least implies like for falling in love with him, which is supposed to be like crazy enough. I'm like, oh fucking hell. And then after after this, when she goes back to the, to Bosley, yeah, I guess yeah, because he's there because he's a sad moment with the fake. Told Adele, you he was a good guy. The like fake, shut the, fuck the up. fake Adele moment where we have some other non Adele singing some non Adele song, which was like ridiculous. And um, they're out in the hallway, and she's just like, oh, everything sucks. And he's like, you still got me. And so that's it. I don't want to fuck you. That's it. That's the end of the series. That's it. And she's like, there's this like long, prolonged, sad moment of them just standing next to each other and she's like mourning the loss of someone she's known less than 24 hours and falling in love with. It was. I think we should give it like two or three days. This is like probably the real time frame. Even then, that's ridiculous. It's not a week. And they were not spending every single second together. Like, he was home alone without her for several periods of time. So it's not like they were like you know, thick as thieves or anything. So that's, that is the episode. That is, I mean, honestly, one of the most infuriating things we've ever watched. <laughs> but, uh, we Hard also... Hard disagree, but... Well, <laughs> obviously we have different things I like about it and you like about it, but we can agree that it was incredibly watchable. That's for sure. Yes. That's incredibly for sure. But, um, alright, well, do you have any of the wrap-up thoughts? I think we kind of covered it, guys. Again, I, I feel like I need to conf- like, make people, like, feel better. Like, I don't hate Mika Kelly as an actress or a person, and I've enjoyed her in other things, and I feel like she she's a bad... This is not a good yeah. showcase I feel like she's her. a bad rap. She's awful here, though, and her character is awful here. It's kind of a worst-case scenario for her, because, like I said before, her strong suits are supposed to be going against type, and this feels like type to her. Like, it's not... This She's is like playing someone. No one even trying whatsoever to challenge her. Right. Let's all just go back and watch the "If You See Jordan" video and then think about things again. So, sorry, deep reference <laughs> to Mika Kelly and something corporate video, but anyway. So also yeah. co in your life. Yeah. So I mean, she's she's done things that are similarly you know, superficial, but usually... I think I'm gonna plug, plug some better uh, Mickey Kelly things. I feel yeah. like she does it. Mickey Kelly did a better job in 500 Days of Summer than she did in this. The joke is she's only in one scene, the 500 Days of Summer. So anyway, so... Anyway, so let's move on to plugs. What's up with you, Latoya? Uh, well, first of all, I would like to plug, uh, for Mickey Kelly things... I would like, I guess, I'll plug 500 Days of Summer, honestly, yeah. over this. Uh, of course, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, the roommate, you guys. God, the roommate. Exactly. Uh, Parenthood. Also, uh, by the way, she was nominated in the roommate for MTV Movie Awards Best Scared as Shit Performance. <laughs> I love that you just like have that in your memory. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at her. Uh, her. Nope, you just have that in your memory. Okay, uh, yeah, I have that in my memory. Her uh, episode of Man Seeking Woman was actually pretty good. Well, Man Seeking Woman, I, I'm also going to plug. So I still haven't seen that yet, but I, I, I love, love I love Jay Baruchel. I just I was a little creeped out by the promos because it came across like really dude broy, but I've heard it's very it's, good. So yeah, it's it's so like it's a it's like a sci-fi comedy. Yeah, actually, like love, a fantasy comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. And uh, Mika Kelly is good in her episode, and I kind of wish she would have been more episodes, but hey. Um, yeah, and I will not, I, I, I will plug this show, of course, because people it need to understand, like you think you know about Rachel Taylor from Jessica Jones, you don't know Rachel Taylor, people. You don't know her at if all. If you liked Rachel Taylor in Jessica Jones, this is like the best parts of that. 
just prolonged over, I would, I would guess, several episodes. Like, it's when she's not... I mean, she's great it, when she's fighting yeah. back against people, but also what, some of her best moments on that show are her being quippy and hilarious and great. Because that's yeah, what she is in this like, show. And there's not as much pain. So if you don't want to watch her be in pain all the time, it's a nice, um, you know... Uh, Except for, you know, paternal pain. Well, or, yeah. Which is... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this show, and Nate and I have been talking about how great Rachel Taylor is for years because of this show... And I feel yeah. like even if you really don't want to watch the show, which is understandable, like if you just watch it for her scenes, you'll get a lot out of it. Cause she's really great. Uh, yeah. And you can of course find me on the Twitter at Lafergs where I'll talk, I'll most likely tweet about other things besides this show. So unless I do a rewatch, I've been re- mm-hmm. uh, watching Sybil on Hulu lately. So I might just tweet Ooh. about that. Do it. All right. And what's up with you, Nate? Uh, well, you can find me on the Twitter at, at Levy on TV, and I want to plug jet ski montages. Yes. Um, also, one great thing about that jet ski montage, if you watch an episode of this with the subtitles on, it just says laughter under it yes. during that jet ski I'm montage. Gonna, I'm going to try and drop a, a link. I provided you with that yeah, screen cap, so. Yes, um, thank you. Yeah, and I just, I also, I love this show dearly. Uh, Rachel Taylor's cripping abilities are are just, they're a thing of beauty. And even if you don't want to watch the show, at least go to, if you can link to this and the thing, I did a quip watch of just Rachel Taylor's Oh, um, absolutely. We've, we've been so referencing it throughout, so you have to go, it's great. Yes, so you can at least just go appreciate all of the terrible lines and realize that she did a great job delivering them all. Yeah. It's fantastic. For her alone, it's really worth it. The rest of it's great, but it's specifically... Rachel Taylor's show. Rachel Taylor's great, you guys. Everyone should understand that. Very underrated. I mean, she's finally kind of coming into her own, I think, with the success of... I'm so um, happy that... Jessica Jones. It's a hit for numerous reasons, but I'm so glad Rachel Taylor's finally getting the respect she deserves. It was... I mean, honestly, I I didn't even know who she was two years ago, which is a sad thing to say, but I'm glad I do now, and I wish I knew longer. So, do it, everybody. Alright, awesome. And then, as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter... Um, the next episode of this show is going to be uh, <laughs> for my birthday, which is a depressingly uh, sad decision. But um, we're watching. Castle? It's going to be Castle? No, we've already watched Castle. We're not doing that again, Nate. I would kill myself. Um, no, we're watching Suits, <laughs> the even worse dude bro cousin of Castle. Um, it's the season three, episode six, uh, the other time. I believe it's. I think we just settled on the one where. Uh, it's the fucking it's, stupid little... It's the second one where they're like, hey, look how their lives intersected before. They knew each other. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's the one where Mike is just walking around shouting the N-word or yeah. something. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just That's exactly why I was like, this is what we have to do. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to tear it apart for my birthday, so stay tuned for that. You can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes to get a drunk uh, recap of Entourage movie. We only have a couple more to do. Every time we'll play size... I'm like, I'm going to have to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm so upset. Yes. And uh, so do that. Uh, you can email us at thetelevoidedgmail.com. We've gotten some emails lately. And eventually we will do a mailbag episode. So someday. So if you want to add some thoughts to a mailbag episode, do it there. Or you can ask questions in the reviews you leave on iTunes. You'd be happy to do that too. Um, and then uh, in the meantime, thanks for wandering into the Televoid, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Tokyo. What's your name? Where am I? Miami Beach. Let's go look. Just tell us your name. My name's. I don't know my name. 